Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking to Tom Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. How you like me now? Welcome to uh, a weekend without football. A Monday after a weekend without football. Well, it is Super Bowl week, so let the festivities begin with opening night tonight, and you do have the big game coming up on Sunday. And you say, wait a minute, there was a Pro Bowl, it was a Senior Bowl. Come on, come on. That was not football, what you saw from uh, Las Vegas last night, yesterday afternoon. Uh, strangely enough, they, they played in the middle of the day. That kind of gives you an idea also. They just want to get the kiddies out uh, to see them play flag football, I think is, is what it was. Uh, but you did have the Senior Bowl with some prospects that the Jaguars coaching staff, scouts, the general manager, they all might have their eye on. So we definitely will touch on that. But welcome in to a Monday. Uh, Miss and Mia, who was out at TPC Sawgrass with the players' championship media day. So they're having a big time out there. I saw Rick Ballou just stripe one right at the pin on 17, the Island Green. So he's the talk uh, of media day right now. That's for sure. But what was our talk right before we opened up this this, uh, this I'm not sure I can be friends with you anymore. It was, seriously. Well, well, you were saying that, uh, uh, Matt's obsession with soft rock. He is a soft He's, rock and man. That's okay. Bro, that's Elvin all right. Bishop, that's Elvin all right, Bishop is like literally one of the best guitarists ever. This I know, is not I soft you, rock. Uh, immediately I told you. Uh, how would you well, know that unless rock, you were bro. listening to soft rock? Okay, you were a bubblegum rock man. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a bit of a romantic, bro. Would you, you guys consider bro, the Beatles roll, soft man. rock? Huh? Like, what do you consider the Beatles? Oh, they're, they're, they're rock because they had many different, like, uh, periods or, or eras Joe, of their existence. this is literally one of the greatest songs. Man. Are you serious? Leon, you know this oh song. Um, yeah, I've heard this song before. Yes, I have. It's sometimes you got to put on baby-making music. It doesn't always have to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that. Pantera. Matt, Matt's a gentleman. He listens to soft rock. The only time this Fast played. forward to the guitar, all right? The only time this played was under the strobe light at <laughs> Cooksey's skating rink. Uh, back no, in the day. Never, not for me. Okay. I never skated in my uh, life. When it was the doubles skate and, and the girls, the they were just skate. waiting for someone to come up and ask them to skate. But uh, you, TLD you know what Matt would, you know what Matt would tell yeah, us yeah, that yeah. He, he was too poor to skate. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. Stop it. You just stop it, would you? I mean, well, it cost a quarter. Are you serious? I grew up a block from the ble- a beach. We we ran skateboards. We didn't skate at the skate ring. Oh, I can remember as a you kid. Never Listen to Elvin Bishop right here, bro. Listen. No Hendrix, but it's a good guitar. This is this is soft rock. Uh, it this is isn't, not, bro. This is not heavy metal. This I tell is you not, what. No one's okay, doing I, the I, air I, guitar I, tonight. I, listen, I don't want I tell it to you be what, heavy metal. Why I tell you this. You don't drink brown water to this. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> no, you bro. do not. Oh you my drink God, you got your mind. Fuzzy navel or something with this. That's Come on. True. You drink brown. You drink Are you out of your mind? I'm telling you, don't. You got a problem with you and your girl, and you're a little down. You're listening to this and drinking brown water, bro. I'm with Matt. You guys are crazy. You know what this is, JJ? This is keep right here, JJ. This is put an umbrella in my drink. 
music. Which, this is there's nothing those, wrong uh, with that. It is. Nothing wrong with that, bro. Nothing wrong. This is this not is, umbrella This music, is the tequila bro. sunrise. This drink. is, man, I done screwed up is what it is. Yeah, this is one of those soft focus videos that you saw on MTV back in the day. This is maybe what I listened to after Darlene left me at the end of that summer. <laughs> Darlene. Okay? Love's okay. got a home. That, that may have happened. But let me tell you something. You got to be in a dark place to, to to put this top of your of your playlist. Anyway, we're this can't, this can't I, I like, be this can't be your go-to. I, it's you, not my go-to. I was just you, driving to work. Okay. Yeah. It came on my you know I'm listening to my iTunes. It's a random random play. Gotcha. And I hear it. I'm like, man, I love this. Dude. Brought you back. Yeah. yeah. Like I do remember as a kid, you know, listening to the AP Top 40 and and Billy, don't be a hero and stuff like that. I remember. <laughs> I remember. It was a Casey Kasem. Yeah, exactly. I remember some <laughs> of those. Why are you going to do me like that? Seriously. Yeah. No, I'm admitting that I, I, I listen to that and, and, and some of the other ones. But, I listen, I was raised, okay, on, on puking after uh, trying to chew, chew Red Man and listening to Leonard Skinner and ACDC and Bad Company and Van Halen. And, and, and then I'd get to the countryside and I'd go Merle and Johnny Paycheck and the Oak Ridge Boys in Alabama and all that stuff. But. I just I never had like at the top of my playlist any of the the soft rock like I want to dance. By the way, that was legendary Mickey Thomas, legendary on the vocals with the start. Now he's from Starship and does some. You know, I I I bubblegum stuff is we built this city on rock and roll. That's bubblegum. Yeah, Yeah. and that actually probably would fall back then on both sides because it was a good song. It was a good song. And then were were you a Bay City Rollers guy? Uh, S A T U R D A Y. Yeah, all of that stuff. All right, now. We we digress. I guess. Hang it, on, hang on, just real quick, okay? Yeah. Real quick. The four two eight on the text line mm-hmm. brought to you by our good friends at Lifetime Enclosures. Yeah. As someone with a, met- a Metallica and Led Zepp tattoo, fooled around and fell in love is a great song. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Oh, that's Ooh. listen. You I know do, why? Because he appreciates good guitar work. That's why. I think what we do need to to maybe do one day is find the softer side of Duval. We just need to find you know the the. <laughs> The these are the guilty pleasures. These are the rom coms coming out in our in our in our <clears throat> Duval, you know, tough guy uh, persona. Okay, because listen, every guy's probably watched a rom com. Franchi's the king of them. Uh, I think I don't know whether Hicken is or not, but anyway, you know, you catch yourself watching those every once in a while, and you, and you like you look around, and you're like, please make sure that nobody is seeing me watch this rom com. So I'm just this is the softer side of Duval. It's and, not and a chick back. song. Yeah. We're, we're, we're peeling back a layer. We're peeling it's not back. a chick song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in no way is it a chick song. It's just not. Yeah, it, it's a listen, great tune. If it stayed on the Billboard Top 40 for several weeks, it's a chick song. Because they were the ones voting for I it. I think it was in top 10, actually. Yeah. Might even been number one, actually. Yeah. Last night, the Grammys, did you check out any of that stuff? No. Apparently, it was just a no. red carpet, uh, royalty, and, and all that kind of stuff. No. And, when is the last time you guys watched more than – a split second of an award show. Like, has it been 10 years? Well, it I'll admit more this. More than that, probably. Uh, I'll admit this. Like, if there's certain uh, combinations that are going to be on, a, on a, an award stage, be it uh, the AMCs, the Grammys, or whatever, I will catch myself watching those. Like an act? Yeah, well, oh, like, no. just I'll give you an example. <laughs> One of the ones that just absolutely jumps out to me is Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton singing Tennessee Whiskey. It's one of, the, one of the greatest performances Good. that you could ask for. And so those are cool. Whenever you see them like collaborate and come together when they're paying tribute to somebody, that I like. Well, I, guess, I didn't watch it. I, I saw it later, yeah, but yeah, I didn't watch it live. Yeah. I like when one of the uh, hosts gets 
physically assaulted by one of the <laughs> That's the last time I watched yeah, that. That's the last too. time I saw anything. Will Smith you watching it live? Uh-huh. No. You watching it live? No, no, I didn't watch it live, okay. but that's the only, t- the only that's the only time it piqued my interest. Yeah, exactly. When Will Smith uh, slapped I, I want to I want to see something like that. But like <laughs> back in the day when you loved a show, you would watch the Emmys because oh, yeah. you wanted that show to win. Now yeah. it's just like it God, I nothing. don't even know when it happened. I'm not that committed to shows like that. No, no. Well, and, I, know that, I can always yeah. I can just always go to Peacock and watch. Everybody loves Raymond and still laugh at the same joke. Exactly. And if over, you think about it, over, over and, and over, over again. Like right. our our very first, the inaugural Deweys, it wasn't about us. It wasn't a mutual admiration society. It was about Duval and and, and the team's accomplishment. Whereas you get the uh the academy together, that's a that's a mutual admiration. Let me admiration tell you something. I can society. guarantee you I can guarantee you Dewey Winger knows the full round and fell in love and he loves it. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. Mm-hmm. He's that type of guy. I man. just think that I'd it's, be willing to bet my life on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think bet we, your life on it that yeah. he does. Yeah. When you go to the program, like say you go to the Jaguars game, you go to the program, and they something people don't know about you, he might put that in that little category right there. But other than that, he's not barking that one out. He ain't. Oh no way! You give these young kids too much credit. Yeah, they're not. They're not listening to that. So yeah, they're, they're, they will have to dig in the archives of five. He has I, a I father, don't think. I don't I'm think sure. you give them enough credit, bro. Uh, well. Yeah, after the there's... Pro Bowl, I think uh, uh, that speaks for itself. It's your, all you got to do is like, once you get a young kid hooked, they're hooked. They're, I can true. remember, I can remember my daughter when she was ten, singing "Hey Jude." I walked into the room, hearing her singing "Hey Jude," closed the door, and thought, "My work's done." Yeah, but those were that is those a great dad, great old that songs is, is too. Though. Those were, those were, uh, it didn't matter what era we were talking about. Those were standards that were always slapped. Always going to be there. I would put Hey Jude way up above. I would, too. I mean, yeah. obviously, I would, too. I'm just yeah. saying, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Look, uh, you know, uh, TLD taught the kids well because she's got them watching some of those old shows. Uh, Big Surce admits that Everybody Loves Raymond is one of his guilty pleasures. Absolutely loves it. King uh, of Queens. I'm, I'm, I'm convincing JJ to jump on King of Queens. And, JJ, and, you have to. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many episodes. I just never, like... I, I'm not into it like I am Seinfeld. Well, if so if to, I'm gonna like sit down and put on a show, I'm always like, if I'm like, hey, I got 22 minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna put on Seinfeld. He's and so told, much better as Arthur than he is as. And I, he's I great agree as, with that. Yeah. He's great as Costanza. I told so Carline the other day that he needs to get into it because if he thinks Frank Costanza was great, Ar- Arthur Spooner oh my God. is is legendary. Genius. And so uh, when I had cable, I would watch it all the time. You yeah. know, like because it was just on. Now that I don't, I'm like. I don't even know what streaming app King of Queens is on. Uh, yeah, well, it's this is CW just, every night. I think it's a syndicated. Yeah, it's a syndicated uh, craze. It's always out there somewhere. But but you're right. No cable. That that. Now, what do you do? Are you Roku? What are you? No, App- I'm Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. Okay. So I, I got Netflix. By mm-hmm. the way, I got HBO Max. About to finish the second season of uh, 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 White Lotus. Yeah, I was going to really ask. Really good. It's so funny because uh, Gio and I, uh, Dr. George Bari, were talking about this uh, yesterday on Breaking Bones, and I brought up White Lotus to him, so you like that, I right? love it. Uh, uh, also, season second it, season's yeah. better. Really? And Christopher Maltesanti's in it. Okay, so I'm going to look and see. Um, That's why you like it. The second- He's a great actor. The second season was really good. I think yes. he directed a couple of those too, actually. And they're both short, so like you can finish it in a couple of days. It's like six episodes. Okay, I got to find out. Uh, Geo had another one. I got to try and remind myself. But now what, that I lost that the was. Sopranos and finished it, it's like I have a void in my life. Yeah. 
Well, you watched I don't the even know what ever. to do now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Nothing's going to be as good now. Uh, and so there have to be people out there. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime of Closures with a recommendation because basically this is the offseason. We might uh, uh, bring this conversation up again after the Super Bowl. What about uh, Broderick Empire? Should I start no, that? Yeah, text line, dude. hit me up. Yeah, that's a good one. I heard it's good. Did I tell you about the Americans? Are you going to oh, go back? Oh, yeah, and- maybe I. Yeah. Okay. And the Americans is kind of long, so you got to get into it. Oh, you it. haven't seen the Americans? No. Oh. I watched that when I had COVID. The entire thing. Yeah. The Americans, <laughs> uh, the turn or turn we keep telling you about. Oh, that's the one. And, turn. Uh, turn. And what's the other one? Oh, come on. Um, well, you, I mean, you got to watch Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get into that. Because the then, you get, because then you, you get 1883 and 1923. And, yeah. Have you decided? I just started. Okay. So you Last did, night I started. I watched three episodes. Okay. Love right. it already. All right, so you look, see, that's awesome. And Kevin Costner's like the, he's the new cowboy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got one for you, JJ. Your honor. It's Who's on Showtime. It's uh, the dude from Breaking Bad. Uh, Walter White? Yeah, Cranston. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Cranston. Yeah, Walter White. Okay. Walter White. And he's – it's <laughs> You're See, the problem with listening to Matt is everything <laughs> this is, how it is good. Like, yeah. he, I've never brought up a show or a movie no, to that's him not and true. him like, oh, that sucks. That's not true. It is true. Uh, I, I'm, okay, I'm telling you right now, you'll watch Your Honor, the first episode, and you'll be like, all right, I'm going to stay up till 4 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess the series are, if you're hooked, you are going to hype it a little bit. You can't help it, you know? And, and I, I've actually been thinking about going back and watching The West Wing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, like, too highbrow for my chick. What about the I don't think it's too highbrow. I Blake on the air, but I don't I think am. it's too highbrow, but I think it's not going to be what you're – There's not enough murder in it. No, I don't think it's not on your what you're what you are right now. I don't think you're going to <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. What about The okay. Wire? You know what I mean. I've seen The Wire. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, that's regarding one of the It's not what you better. are right now at this point in your life, okay? <laughs> <laughs> one of the better old ones. Oh, here was the other one I was going to ask you. Uh, Mad Men. Oh, I Never have, have not watched Mad Men before. I heard it's great. Never watched Now, that really? seems like a chick show. It's it's just, uh, for me. If we're uh, talking about chick stuff. Just into the, uh, it's it's the evolution of. of, of the advertising industry. Advertising and... industry, mankind, women in the workforce. I mean, okay. it kind of hits so many things. And it has Christina Kennedy. So, yeah. And it has so many great obviously. lines. Roger Sterling is one of the best characters. Of course, Don Draper rules. But anyway, those are some good ones. Now so, that football yeah. is over and yeah. my weekends are, I have less stuff going on. Right. By the way, Tulsa King's pretty good, too. I, with Sly. Now, I love Sly. But I'm worried about some of the dialogue in that. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it's not elite. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay, it's not like Aaron Sorkin level writing. No. <laughs> All right, so so we got some Jaguar stuff to get into, but we got to start with the Pro Bowl and, and Big Source's take on it because I'm going to bring up this this just unbelievable throw that Trevor made uh, to Stefan Diggs and just how great it was. But it was flipping flag football. Okay, so you're. Your tweet pretty much said it all last night as you were watching or yesterday yeah. afternoon. Ex- explain your, explain well, yourself. It, it was troubling to me to, to, for, uh, to watch the Pro Bowl because essentially you know, me making the Pro Bowl back in the day meant something. You know, I had to fight like a dog in the street to get to, to, get mm-hmm. to the Pro Bowl. I had been the first alternate like six years in a row, and I, I understood the, 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 the pecking order. The older guys went, and then when you were young, you had to wait. And then when I waited, the younger guys like Baselli and Ogden came in, in the, and then I had to wait some more until I, my eighth year I actually made the Pro Bowl. And mm-hmm. you make the Pro Bowl, for one, you want to be among the elite of the elite. Right. All right? You're around greatness. I remember walking into, into the locker room at the Pro Bowl and saw, seeing Bruce Matthews 
big Bruce Matthews fan. Only person to ever make the Pro Bowl as center guard and tackle. So I was I was in yeah. the I was in his presence and I was sitting down with him just getting knowledge, just absorbing all that information. He was talking to me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So and even in practice now, in practice, you gotta remember now, we had Tom Coughlin as our coach, and we had just come off of losing the AFC championship game. So Tom was trying to run the Pro Bowl like training camp. So he had already ruffled some feathers. Good. Wasn't good. He wasn't good. And uh, I remember Right in 10 minutes within the practice and stretching, uh, Junior Seahouse had a tea time. He kept yelling, hey, coach, you got tea time. Got tea. And he just kept going on. I said, why is he doing this? Tea time. So 10 minutes later, he told coach he had tea. He calls up, he blows the whistle, and he calls practice, and everybody leaves. And I was like, that was awesome. Because if you had just seen his face when it happened, it was just awesome. See, but, but, but I'm we've saying We've got an that, opportunity, gentlemen. Exactly. So I'm just, I'm just saying that is that – and when you played the game, you played the game, and you fought like uh, both teams fought like dogs in the streets yeah. because you wanted your you wanted to prove that your division or your conference was better than other conference, and you went toe to toe, you That's went toe to toe, and I love that. and then when it was all done, you knew you went up best against it was good on good, best mm-hmm. on best, and plus y'all th- got more money. The winner got more money. Right? The winner got more money. Right. I mean, it got real serious during the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, the first couple of quarters, you know, the intensity was there. But in the fourth quarter, just like the, the NBA All-Star game, when it gets down in the fourth quarter, they start turning it on. And the, the, little good, the, the little folly that they was doing the first couple of quarters, they get it crunk. So that's the way it was done. It was doubled, right? And, like 50 and, yeah, or 100 or whatever it was. Well, yeah, well, it was 20 for the losing. If you, if you won, it was 35. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, so, like, maybe so, the Super Bowl doubled double, it, yeah. But pretty and, close. And the reason why we played it like that, because the, the people before us, Set the precedence that if you go to the Pro Bowl, you play the Pro Bowl like a game because it's good on good. And I just hate to see the evolution of the game be demised to a bunch of, you know, at the state fair type of games that you want to prize. That, that, that just bothers me. The money isn't and, nearly as important now because they're making. So they're making much. so exactly. They're making so much money, and and then and the players. The players had to bargain or, or negotiate the Pro Bowl to be the way it is, and that's the most troubling thing for me. It's not that the NFL sanctioned that it should be this way so y'all can protect yourselves in the offseason, but the players sanctioned these games to protect themselves because, you know, they don't want to get hurt in the offseason, which is crazy. And I guess the only thing – only uh, I'll give them a pass now is because they added that extra game. Mm-hmm. Now it's 17 games – and the last thing you want is to get hit or beat on again. But I love when Leon tells the story because it does back then, and, and, and the money did matter, okay? It mattered because they weren't making as much cake as they are right now. It's like I always joke, trying to get a, a – it was a free trip to Hawaii, and some would turn it down later right. in, in, in their well, – the way the thing unfolded. They ended up having to pull it out of Hawaii because not as many people were interested in going and playing. So what I think they should do, and this is what they did before you in- – you know, we were all like too young to even remember that. I can, I can remember being like three or four. <clears throat> the the college all stars used to play yeah. against the NFL all stars, which is nuts to imagine. Think about that. Yeah, right. Maybe it's something like that where you have the co- best of the college against. It's not going to be the best of the NFL because a lot of these guys don't want to play. But whoever you can get out there for the NFL and it's a flag football game. That at the very least will be a little intriguing. Right, yeah, I'll give because you you'll that get word. to see you'll get to see college guys against the next level guys. Right, you'll get to see college guys playing for money. They'll get money either way, but they'll get more <clears> money if they win. 
Um, I think in the NBA it would be fantastic too. You got you know a group of NBA again. You're not going to get the elite NBA guys to do this, but the All Star games mm-hmm. are done. This should be instead of the All Star game, the elite college guys against you know some NBA guys. Let's yeah. see it. Baseball would work how many, too. How many ages are going to let their elite player play in that game though? Yeah, not, not too many. many. Especially Everyone with the guards. combine, with the combine being in February, a couple of weeks from now. I I I mean I like the premise. I love the idea. Everyone guards against you, injury now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. There's so much money out there now that you know you don't want to get hurt and cost and heck, yourself anything. It's like we were talking about. You uh, tell the story real quick about what you were thinking about with Trevor. Uh, in, in- oh, I mean I wasn't watching. I, I just happened to walk through the the, the, the house. And the TV was on, and my it's and, like and it, was admitting the, it, was, it was in my peripheral when I was on my way to you know grab me a nice little cold one. He was listening to and soft rock at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but listening yeah. to soft rock. So I look in there and I say, "Is that Trevor? Trevor's in the shotgun or whatever?" Right. And then Michael Parson comes running after him, and Trevor does this. This U-turn along the side, whirly bird around the sideline, and I'm saying to myself, all I thought was he's gonna blow his knee out. No, no, all I was talking was Achilles. All I was thinking, Achilles. He's gonna turn. He's gonna blow out his Achilles at the freaking Pro Bowl. I was really because it was Michael Parsons was running after him like he was in a real game. Right. Come right. on, Somebody's got to tell Trev, just let him get the flag, Yeah, man. just yeah. To get Go the flag. To just to get the flag, bro. Run out of bounds. It's not that serious. Yeah, and but then, those guys aren't built like that, man. So once they get in that competitive situation, they're performing just like they perform on the field, you know? Well, the they, throw from uh, T-Law to Stephon Diggs was pretty was nice. pretty, pretty yeah. sweet. You got that one, JJ? Just just at least throw that one out because, honestly, that was a big-time throw. And again, this is flag football, but you're talking about – and I love the fact that afterwards he had already had his – touchdown celebration mm-hmm. kind of set up. And so he went, runs, Stefan Diggs does, he runs, grabs the camera, the big camera from one of the photographers. All the players come running in. He does a little quick photo shoot, even switches cameras uh, in the photo shoot. And it's just nothing but showy. Leon's nodding his head, but go ahead and roll it, JJ. Peyton's aggressive with it. Who Peyton tried to make a change before the ball is snapped. Deep shot down the sideline to Stefan Diggs. Catch! Touchdown, AFC on fourth and 20. Trevor Lawrence finds Stephon Diggs, who finds a camera for the boys. Oh, that's great. You got to love it that there was, uh, on fourth and 20, no fear from T-Law. No fear whatsoever uh, in the flag football game. You know, I heard what Leon was saying earlier today with he – Hated the fact that the announcers were like going out of their way to hype every playoff yeah. and acting like it was like know, an actual was a wrestling playoff match. game. I really I thought it was a wrestling. You can expect match. that though. But Jaguar Twitter did go off on that one because that was one beautiful throw, one beautiful mm-hmm. throw. All right, so we'll get into it. You hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure six four one ten ten. If you watched it, if you can fix it, if uh, if you just tuned out on it, or if you're into soft bubblegum rock, any of that stuff, uh, we need to get into Kyrie Irving. We need to get into Kentucky beating Florida. Uh, we've got to get into Aaron Rodgers, whether or not he's being uh, lured and, and, and loved on by Raider Nation. To, to Alabama's two new coordinators. Yes, yes, not just Very one. Very underwhelming. Yeah, not just one, but two new coordinators. So let's bring all that up. It is XL primetime on a Monday. Hope everybody's cranked for Super Bowl week. Yeah, we're hitting some gray area here. I, I get it. I, I totally get it. It's XL primetime on a Monday. Joe C., Matty Hayes, you can check out his stuff at SaturdayDownSouth.com. Big Surce, our Pro Bowler and Super Bowl participant. We're going to get some stories from him with the Super Bowl. Mia out at TPC Sawgrass. but you got nothing negative about Dewey Brothers. Don't you know even what? tell me that, man. Uh, you know, maybe, just, we should, maybe we should give Matt Monday, Soft Rock Monday. 
Just in dedication. Not that. a bad suggestion yeah, no. at all. If the Doobie uh, Brothers is a soft rock, I love soft rock. Yeah. Straight uh, up. I would put them in mm. – I just would put them in a rock and roll category. Didn't mean that they didn't have – Of course rock. they're rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're definitely rock and roll. I'm not even disputing it at all. I'm just saying that there is some controversy because someone did ask JJ. How about Three Dog Night? On the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Look, now here's what we have to understand. Okay, first off, if nothing else, I got to pull you out of the 70s. Okay, that's number one. Uh, because I saw I saw Three Dog Night. I saw Three Dog Night and Smokey Robinson. Yeah. Whoa. Which I thought again, was a, again, okay. Yeah, which was which I'm just saying. Well done. I thought, I thought was a pretty well done, young cool man. combo. But those are some throwbacks, okay? When you were 60s, 12 or 13, you saw them, right? 70s. No, I, as a matter of fact, it was the – Nothing wrong with that. It was the, uh, the, I guess you'd call it the World Golf Village Grand Opening. Oh, okay. And they had just opened up the hotel, the convention center. It was really one of the coolest kind of like day or two-day-long two stretch. Played golf on the Slammer. One of the guys who it's named after, Gene Saracen – was sitting up on the top of the hill at 18 when I hit a shot and it gave me that good, good nice. shot signal, which I loved. On the golf course, the same time a former president was out there playing golf at the same time. Nice, which one? And then got George uh, George H.W. Nice. Bush. Nice. And then got to see Smokey and Three Dog Night that night. It was, I mean, we're talking. That's like an all-time yeah. day. It was a pretty dang good day. That's like when you're on your deathbed, that's one of your all-time yeah. days. And so I love I love Three Dog Night, and Smokey, uh, TLD loved him. You know, that's Motown, Motown, Motown. But again, I've got to pull you out of the out of that, that timeline Why? Why? of music. Because I want you to hear, like, uh, just some new stuff. I, want, I listen yeah. to all kinds of stuff. New stuff I, sucks. I listen to new I stuff. Agree, I, agree I listen to heavy metal, rock and roll, jazz, country. I listen to all of it, man. Yeah, but I'm talking the funk, new. Funk, R&B, I rap. I do listen to funk. Gangster rap. Not gangster rap. Yeah. Like, listen, there's I a just, reason doesn't why. Mean, doesn't mean I won't. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I don't. There's I'm, a reason why a lot of these bands have stood the test of time that I listened to as a 33-year-old, and they were around long before I was even in existence. Like. Yeah. I can't say the same for a lot of bands I grew up listening to. Like I'll put them on now and I'll be like, "See, I love, sucks. I love '90s and O's alternative rock." Uh, I, I yeah, love, like you're you're like an OMD guy, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I just I love I like I you can are you're a Cure in. guy too, aren't you? No, not really. I, I think I'm, you are. No, I I'm just telling you I'm not. But I like <laughs> like if you go to Welcome to Rockville and you get some of those bands, I, you know, I love a lot of those bands. Yeah. That that. that just kick out that new rock. I do too. I just like it's just I like to welcome you to the '90s and to the O's. I do too. And I like Weezer and Twenty One. I love Weezer and all. By those. the way, that's Joe's definition yeah. of music I know. nowadays. Right? Weezer started the in the '90s. You know that, right? <laughs> well, no, no. I'm so bringing from thirty years ago. I, I'm only I'm only trying to bring him up two decades at a time. That's true. <laughs> I that's love all. Weezer. I no, love Lit. Great yeah. to nowadays. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not. And and you're right. I'm not even necessarily talking about now. Now, you know, I'm just talking about the 21st. Someone should give us a good rock band right now. Like, is rock music even a thing anymore? Well, it's funny because. Because uh, Michael in the Middle makes me a, a playlist, and he's giving me some folk alternative, Houndmouth, and some of these other ones, which were really cool. And then he puts Greta Van Fleet in there. Okay, I've heard of Very that. good. How uh, about Dinosaur Jr.? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I – yeah. But but there's Blog and Molly. There's plenty of other good ones that are that are fun <clears throat> to, to listen to. And you're right. I do get stuck in the 90s. But Three Doors Down, Three Days Grace, all those are really good. <laughs> Someone okay? says Joe How about Silver Sun C- Pickups? Yeah. 
Ooh, Silver Sun pickups. Very underrated. Yeah, I, uh, I can't think of. Someone yeah. on the text line said Joe is a secret goth. <laughs> I think he is, man. I'm telling you, I think An he is. Uh, yeah. I think you like Aha, too. Mm, I do. What's wrong see? with that? <laughs> What's wrong with that? All right. Uh, let's see here. We've got so oh, many other ones. Get some right? suggestions. You know, you know who Aha is, right? Take on me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So JJ said, uh, this is, hey, JJ, Super Suckers at Jack Rabbits Wednesday the 15th. So there you go. Okay. There you go. Mm. All right. So we, we definitely <laughs> need to young it up a little bit with some of our bump music and all that <laughs> yes. kind of stuff. And and I put JJ in charge of some of that stuff. Now, granted, we did Meanwhile, go- I have Fleetwood Mac songs scheduled to uh, bring <laughs> yeah, us back. Yeah, you might want to just, you know, just kick <laughs> well, it again, up a little ain't bit. Again, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong no, with that. No, serious. No, nothing yes, wrong with that. N- next break, I will come back with something from the, uh, I guess, nowadays. Yeah. Foo Fighters. Still hold up. Again, to Foo Fighters is like, like Very late old. 80s, yeah. early 90s. And by the way, uh, again, I, I have, I'm not arguing that. Foo Fighters is 90s. It ain't 80s. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls, you know, same kind also of 80s, timeline. Dolls. But I, I still like them a ton. But at the very least, I turned the page just a little bit uh, from the 70s rock bands that spilled into the about Red 80s? Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, they're all right. They're all right. I like them. I that's mean, little, again, that's, that's an older band. It's an older uh-huh. band. It's a little rock funk for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Most overrated band in the history of music. Is it? Here yes. See, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm so, I was over them when I was 13. Here comes, uh, here comes Underground I don't care. JJ. Bring in the text. I know. I know. Bring in the text, folks. <laughs> yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers stink. Yeah. Come on, bro. Give it away. Screw Come on Flea. Now. <laughs> that song right there Yeah, alone. I didn't hear that enough on the Californication? radio. <laughs> oh, well, you, you definitely heard plenty of these on the radio. That's for sure. They go nuts. All right. Now, I got to get to the to the NBA, the association, <laughs> Kyrie. Uh, to the Mavs. Big Surge, jump in on this. Uh, JJ, I know you're an association <clears throat> fan, so you'll jump in on it. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not completely surprised that the move was made quickly because it was going to go down. You knew that was inevitable, mm-hmm. but they did move pretty dang quickly. Now, Mark Cuban gets a guy in his backcourt that is dynamic when on. But is he going to be able to keep him? Is he going to be able to keep him happy? Those are all the questions I'm asking. Well, I mean, there, there had to be some kind of agreement between um, Kyrie Irving and Mark Cuban that a long-term deal was going to get done. I think the reason why he asked for a trade with the Nets is that the Nets weren't prepared to give him the max. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't. Pay, he was playing. He was playing out of his mind the last couple of weeks. I mean, he was he was averaging what JJ about what twenty four points a game, twenty three point nine some yeah, points a game. Yeah, when KD was hurt, he was when on KD a was hurt, streak. He was yeah, he was. He, I mean, he took over that team. He helped that team win a lot of games. So, I mean, that backcourt with, with, with Luca and Kyrie Irving, like you said, now his accountability. Yeah, you know him. His accountability. His all in is going to be at question. Yeah, because it has been at times. Wherever he's gone has been that question. His all-in when he was at Boston, his all-in when he was at the Nets. And if he's going to get this long-term deal, he's going to have to be all-in with the Mavs. But I think Cuban probably would, would make that, that He'll make have that the done. money for him. And I don't, I don't think there's anybody, J.J., can tell me if I'm wrong. Is there any, anybody dominant in the West? I mean, the West is still wide open. No, absolutely most. not. I mean, uh, you got the Nuggets right now. Nuggets. At, at the Nuggets are the season. best team, but, I mean, would you be shocked if the Nuggets get knocked off before no, the finals? Absolutely not. I mean, Memphis honestly, was hot, but Memphis has cooled off a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is how crazy it is. If you drop Kyrie in L.A. and, and put him with the AARP bunch that, that is mm-hmm. the, the retired Lakers down there, yeah. they would jump right back into Oh, absolutely. They'd be yeah. – they'd, they'd be, they w- they would probably be the front runners to win yeah. the West. And remember and what Phoenix did last year; they just you know like a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. And, and so, 
it, it could easily happen. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if he plays at his level. Oh, he's so good. Oh, he's all, yeah. I mean, Here's the, the deal, though. Win the whole thing he plays yeah. at Joe like, made a great point before the show, though. If you watch the Mavs, like, Luka has the ball 90% of the time. That's how their offense runs. It's a great offense. Luka's one of the greatest players in the league right now. But he needs to have the ball. That's how he plays. I understand Kyrie was able to do that with LeBron, but at this point, that was six or seven years ago. It's sort of been a while. And, um, and, but I, I think it could work. I'm excited to watch it just as a fan of right. both guys. Yeah. I love both players, and seeing them on the same team is going to be exciting because I, I was feeling like, damn, Dallas is really wasting some of these Luka years. Like He True. is an exceptional player. I know you guys, not everybody that listens loves the NBA, but just watch Luka you know, uh, once every couple of weeks. The yeah, guy's he's, phenomenal. He's a, yeah, he's a Best superb watch. League, and by the way, he, he is a big man with a handle okay? because he is a guy that kind of – body type and height for, for a point guard, he does not necessarily make sense to you. Plus, a little like, better shape this year, too, JJ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. he always comes into the season kind of fat. Yeah. I think that's like the Euro thing. It's like during the offseason, what am I going to work yeah. out? This is the offseason. And Nicola it's like and I got 82 games. Yeah, both he of came, them. I got 82 games to get in shape. But he did come into the season in better shape. So he's, Oh, yeah. Yes. But, but yeah, honestly, it's just like you, more figure, professional. you just figure out uh, point distribution – uh, you know who handles it, who scores it, you know all that type of stuff. Because Luca operates not as an individual, but he definitely runs everything through his handle. He has to because of just who else is there. So that's why I looked at Leon. I'm like, can you keep him? Talking about Kyrie, can you keep him and can you keep him happy? Because mm-hmm. that ain't going to be easy. That's the key. I mean, would you make JJ? Would you make the, the Mavericks the perennial favorite now? In the no, West? not even close. Not close. No, I, I still think Denver's a better team than them. I. The Mavericks made a huge mistake by letting Jalen Brunson go to the Knicks. That was sort of like something that wasn't really talked about because he's not a huge name. But that was a dumb move. They should have brought him back. They just don't have a lot of role players. Yeah, they don't have the glue guy. And so I don't think they're the favorites, but I wouldn't be shocked if they, like you said, the West is not hot right now. Steph got hurt again. So the, the Warriors might be, like, limping into a playing game. The Lakers might not even get in there. It's going to be weird. So could they make it to the finals? Absolutely. Are they the favorites to get to the finals? No, I would still say Denver. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's just a, a, a constant watch uh, with the way Kyrie goes. And KD, you can just imagine – is days away from demanding the same type of thing when it's all said and done. Uh, there's a, uh, rumors that – the Suns. Uh huh. Yeah, now, if, he, if KD him. goes to the Suns, that changes everything in the West. Sure, obviously, because sure. you would break up. Uh, remember how how many pieces went to Brooklyn that were supposed to deliver Brooklyn a title, and it went in the form of KD, then Kyrie, then Harden, then Ben. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Harden, of course, left when Ben KD came now? in. Hmm. Thirty-three. Uh, Who? Katie, 33? Uh, yeah, somewhere around there because Kyrie's 30. 34. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's right around there. And and look, the guy, like we said, went on and with other pieces. If it's just him, he's much more uh, – you can defend him much better. But he is just such a dynamic player inside and out that can run, that can handle the basketball. That kind of By stuff. the way, quick obituary on the Nets, mm-hmm. the KD Kyrie Nets. So with all those players you just mentioned – Seven playoff wins, not seven series wins. Mm-hmm. Seven actual wins. Uh, that's that's in like four or five seasons. That's it's sorry is what it is. It's sorry. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl uh, because Pat Mahomes. You talk about numbers. 
three Super Bowls. This will be his third in such a short amount of time. He's been an MVP. He's been a Super Bowl champion. He lost to the Tampa, uh, the, the, the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Bucks, and now he said he's got a greater appreciation uh, for what he has right here, right now. Uh, have you, before we get some of Leon's Super Bowl thoughts, memories, and so on, have you changed your mind from Friday to today? Because this is kind of a day-by-day referendum on who you like in this game. Did you say Eagles on yeah. Friday? Yeah, I got, I got the Eagles by a field goal. Um, but I'm still concerned about Jalen Hurts and that shoulder because, I mean, he was not impressive throwing the ball against mm-hmm. the 49ers. I mean, they ran the ball like, you know what? They, I mean, they dominated the line of scrimmage and they dominated defensively getting after, you know, Purdy, Hurt Purdy yeah, and yeah. a backup quarterback. Um, but I, 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 he's going to have to throw the ball in my assessment. To win. He's going to have to throw the ball some sometime in this game to keep up with Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, they're going to still run the ball, but I, I don't know. He just didn't impress me in that championship game with his throwing and his mobility as far as his arm. So I, I question if his shoulder still – May not be a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I look at the Chiefs, and I'm not sure they played a defense yet mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So you're on. And, you're still on Philly, and I'm. That's a very good defense to run into. Oh yeah, very good defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still on Philly. I, I, I think it's a. I think it's been a magical season. It's a great story. I want Philadelphia too. It's a mm-hmm. great. Jalen Hurts is a great. story. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, yeah. and and that you know, Sirianni's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, that that team is built. Clearly, to win on both sides of the ball, and they have been. I I, I look at the Chiefs now. They're, they're he's going to be throwing against secondary that can cover. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in that offensive line, which is very good at, for the Chiefs. Very underrated. I think it's a top five line. I don't know what you think about the Chiefs. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. They're going to deal with some unique exotic blitzes coming at him. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so they are. It's it's it's. I think it's going to be a fantastic. It, game. It's funny because we're thinking about two offensive guys in, in Andy Reid, obviously, and then Sirianni. Uh, also offensive minded, but those two defenses may basically determine how it all goes if they can, you know, they Chiefs can do what D you're also talking about. Way underrated, Chiefs yeah. D. Yeah, I, I, I think somewhere I saw it over the weekend. They showed the disparity in, in salaries between Patrick Mahomes oh, and, oh. and Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's like thirty, thirty-five. Yeah, he makes Jalen Hurts makes two point one. I think. I think it was he's playing off. I thought it was like one point three. What I thought. Really? I saw yeah, it's 1. low. 3 it's million. low. He was a second round pick, and he's yeah, playing he was second off. Second round pick, and this is his. La- he's going into his last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wins the Super Bowl. I'm knocking. I'm knocking at the door. Yeah, he might have been put in. He's up there at the forty range. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. He might have been put in 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 Doug's last year, which I think was his rookie year. That's when he put him in at the yeah. end. Of the, yep. Pretty sure that was his yep. rookie year. Yeah. And then basically came in, started this past year, uh, and you took over uh, basically, and then now has has this year. So yeah, this would be next year will be year four. Yeah. Wow. Next yeah. year will be a contract year. All right. Now. We got oh, you're right. No, you remember, remember second round picks they don't have five years. Four, they have four, right? Four, yeah. so next year will be his fourth year, though. Right? Yeah, next year will be his fourth year. Right. Yeah, I got to look at it because it's just it's really something else what he's been able to do because he was able to take the team to the postseason last year. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it looked like he was done. That he'd he was been exposed. Was yeah. Terrible. So here's the question: Is not good at all. Is it going to take a Super Bowl win to get him to that forty million level? I don't think. It, mm. I don't think it should. No, no. But it doesn't hurt to have it. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I'll answer the question, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that that's my answer. Is if you've got these guys at that point in their contract, and you <laughs> think they could get you there, you hope they could get you there, but they haven't gotten you there yet. You still got to pay them. Yeah, and but that's the, basically the, the, the difference is though you're, you're dealing with a completely different player. Mm-hmm. They're similar in that they're dual threats, but one guy I think is 
more conducive to what you're trying to do as far as locker room, team building. Oh, yeah. You know, players liking each other, uh, which is 100%. a big deal. Believe it or not, it's a big deal in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and you got another guy who's basically a turd. Yeah, I'm just saying that that turd, they still felt like they had to pay. Yeah. And so that's how yeah. – so when you were asking about the Super Bowl ring, it, it'll help 100%. But mm-hmm. he does not need that to get that, that big cake. All right, so, J.J., here's what we're going to do. Super Bowl props, we'll try and get a few people on today, and then J.J. will handle it. You know, he's the book uh, on XL Primetime, so he will handle it later. But here's what we're doing. Okay, I've got my, my beer prize closet, okay, and I'll have maybe a few other things from Southampton or whomever, but it's basically coming out of the beer prize closet, just little goodies here or there. And we're going to give you a couple of prop bets. You've got to hit both of them to get into the drawing for the prizes, okay? It's simple as that, 641-1010, and J.J. will take a few over the course of the week. But let's at least get you loose. You call 641-1010. We'll get a couple of you on in one each hour, two each hour. J.J. will handle one off air, one we'll put on air, just so you can kind of get used to it. But we've got all the prop bets. Have a little fun with them, but you got to nail both of them. Now, one thing caught me, and I didn't quite realize this until I heard it, We're talking about whether or not that Eagles defense can do something to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, hurt with that ankle sprain, moved out of the pocket against Cincinnati, 16 of 16 completions out of the pocket. 16 of 16. That's significant. That shocked me when I heard that. And you guys know I'm on the chief side of this. And when I heard that, I'm like, whoa, whoa, because he's going to have to move with that pressure the way it is. And he does have, at the very least, some short short game possibilities that he can throw the football to. Yeah. Kadarius Tony didn't practice. Michael Hardman didn't practice. There's a few guys that didn't practice last week. I expect them to practice this week. We'll find out uh, what it's all about. All right, let's see if we can get a couple of these guys in. Like we said, we'll do uh, today, get them on air, but then after that, J.J. will handle the book. But let's uh, let's say hello to Danny. Let's get him on. Danny, welcome on to XL Primetime. How you doing, bud? Good, guys. Good afternoon. How y'all doing today? We're doing great, man. Who are you going for in this game, by the way? You know what? I'd like to see the Chiefs do it. I, I, I don't want to see Philly get another one before we get one. Okay. All right. Beautiful. I'm with you because especially if Doug Peterson got that last one, you want to make them ache for the next one, not make it seem like uh, it happens Absolutely. all the time in Philadelphia. All right. So here we go, Danny. You got to get you got to get both of these right. And uh, props are pretty simple. Uh, you don't have to really think too hard about them. But I'm going to put you down. Team to record. Also, the, quickly, yeah. uh, Danny, stay on hold when we're done with you, so I can get your phone number. Yeah. Got you. Yes, sir. All right. Team to record the first first down, Danny. Uh, I'm going to say Chiefs. All right. Danny's got the Chiefs on the first first down, and I need to know the first team to call a timeout, Danny. Uh, Philadelphia. All right. I even started typing in Philly. I was just reading his mind right there. All right. You got to get both of these props right to get in the drawing for some of my beer prizes, my beer closet prizes, okay? Well, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right, buddy. Hang on, Danny. We got Danny him on hold. Like an Elvin Bishop guy, man. Let's get uh, Cody up next. Cody, you're on XL Primetime. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Uh, we're doing outstanding, man. Who you liking this game? Oh, man, it's a tough one, but I say the Eagles are going to pull it out, man. Okay, you got Philly. I'm going to make this easy. One of these is easy. The other one's not so easy. 
coin toss outcome? Is it heads or tails? Tails. I'm always I've always been a tail man. I'm with you, Cody. Tails never fails, man. I'm with you 100 percent on that. All right, the first team to 10 points, Cody. The Eagles, man. I'm going with Philadelphia, man. I okay. think they're going to 10 points on the board first, man. All right, buddy. You're in there. Hang on. JJ will get your information, and you guys are in with the uh, the beer props. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. All right, so we'll do a couple of these each hour, but we'll go through them. And then the three of us and Mia and JJ on Friday, I don't know that we're going to have to fill out this whole sheet, but we'll probably come up with 10 that we'll do and keep a little score, just see who gets what right mm-hmm. and have a little fun with it. Uh, and keep track of our own props. Okay. And Loser brings lunch. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Lowest points has yeah. to bring lunch. Has to bring lunch. I like that. All right. Because uh, I like the fact that one of us is not here and we voted for her. So she absolutely has. And she's had to bring lunch before. She didn't like it. But she had to bring lunch once before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did not like it. I like hacker. I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> she went and got the pizza. Oh, my yeah, God, that was, that was a whole thing. Yeah, it, was, it was a little dramatic, but, you know, that's okay. It's allowed. She's out there at uh, Media Day at yeah, the players. Yeah, nothing's worse than hack. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Because, you know, the difference, between, that. the difference between the two stories was that she actually brought the lunch. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We did eat. <laughs> I was in, my wife handles that. <laughs> no, not that's that. my dude. That's oh, my casting. gosh. I don't have cash. I don't carry cash. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know that. Uh, we know that. We haven't seen a tip come out of your pocket in a long time. We know that. All right, let's head into the uh, 1 o'clock hour. More props. By the way, we'll do it all week long. That way you can jump in and have a little fun uh, and get into the beer closet with some prizes from XL Primetime. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. I am a little worried where we're going. This really isn't a good, this really isn't a, okay, this isn't really a a microcosm of Three Dog Night either, okay? But there's a lot better Three Dog Night. What about Never Been to Spain? Yeah, like like when you're at a concert like that and you see Smokey and you see Three Dog Night, yeah, they they got all their anthems and and you just you know you 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 enjoy it, you soak it up. But playlist wise, it's probably not going to be like one of the bands that I would be like. I'm like, looking. They might have one or two songs, but yeah. you're not just like jamming for hours. Yeah, exactly. And they're good old uh, early '70s rock band, uh, which is cool. I do love on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. One of our texters says he is laughing his arse off. JJ, you were too young to even think the Red Hot Chili Peppers stink <laughs> yeah, or not. Uh, LMA, come on, Jay Jizzle. Uh, chill out. But then Rob. we've also had people agreeing with me about yeah. this. Let's play Chumbala next. Coming back from Three Dog yeah. Night, Chumbala. Well, they definitely, JJ, were, I, I think any of these bands we're talking about, like you can go Dave Matthews, Red Hot, any of them, they they got overplayed. There's no question yeah. about that. And part of that's the reason why I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Just, it's probably not even their fault. But I asked for like new bands on the text line. Yeah. Almost like the people are sending like three eleven. Yeah. And, and or and sh- it's, it's you know, bands yeah. like that. It's yeah. like, dude, w- there is no new bands. And the killers I like, uh no doubt. I, Again, d- probably d- twenty years old. Exactly, now. exactly. Uh Dell has put me in uh with a uh, a punk the uh, cure, yeah, yeah, which is which is pretty cool. Thank, thank, thank you. He says, "Sorry, Joe." You can, can we, be a goth, Can we get Joe, some Joe, P phone? Yeah. Can we get some P phone? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Look, we could try that. A little P phone. Yeah, we we could try it. Listen, we're 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 trying to evolve. We're gonna have our bigger yeah. heavy metal 
on Fridays, but we may have to have another. Yeah, another we might day. have to. Yeah, and, and I'm just trying to figure out a way to, to jazz it up a little bit because, again, I am into that kind of a little newer, a little more alternative, but it still is old school. There's no getting away from that part. All right, now we did some props with a couple of our listeners. <clears throat> we will do a couple of them later on uh, in this hour and in the 2 o'clock hour. Dan Cross is going to join us at 2 o'clock. Uh, because uh, the Gators did take it on the chin to Kentucky. So we're going to get him, former Gator, to jump on and just kind of give us an idea of where this team goes. There's no question about it. When they are on hitting the three, they can compete. Okay? They play good defense. They can compete. They didn't necessarily uh, have anything inside uh, that you could count on often enough against Tennessee, but they had enough. And then against uh, Kentucky, everything Kentucky sent to the rim went in. It seemed like everything Florida tried didn't, uh, and they just – lack shooters there's no getting away from also it's also home and away and college basketball has become a big sport where it's critical playing your games at home but you're a different team when you play at home Mm -hmm. and that's what most other than the elite of like kansas you know like the elite of the elite it's different teams are different when they play home and when they play on the road it's just they're affected by loud arenas and and that's these arenas now thankfully are packed once again yeah and it's not like kentucky is this also what six and four is that right well, they had the same record in the SEC as Florida did. Yeah, I think Florida's six and four. Yeah, which and, is, and, I mean, if you got, they play what eighteen league games, right? Yeah, that sounds right. And now, now Kentucky is. You win ten, you're going to get in the tournament. Yeah, now Kentucky's seven and three, and they both they had the identical record yeah. in the conference, maybe only a game or two apart when it came to overall. But they'll come back to Gainesville and they'll beat Kentucky in Gainesville. Yeah. Well, they need shooters. There's no getting away from it. And Dan Cross was a shooter uh, for this club uh, back in the day. He was also the distributor. So we'll say hello to him coming up a little bit later on. But a couple of other things. Let's get to this Aaron Rodgers discussion. If you guys want to hit the text line, 641-1010, you can throw out your thoughts uh, on the text line design by Lifetime Enclosures, which now has become a uh, a band request list uh, text line. It, it really has. Uh, and, look, there are some that, that count. There are some I have not heard of. Uh, there are some that are old, uh, definitely old. But we still, we still want to think that they're current because that keeps us cool. You know what I mean? That, that kind of keeps us cool a little bit. All right, let's play the Aaron Rodgers soundbite. This was from Pebble. And Aaron Rodgers. Who won this weekend, Exactly, by the way. is a winner, okay, is a winner. He won, along with Ben Silverman, you may or may not have heard of him, uh, the team Pro-Am title at Pebble Beach. They had bad weather, which basically canceled the final round of competition for the Pro-Am part of Pebble which is really cool. It's just awesome to see all these big names be able to come and compete on that type of stage, on that beautiful golf course. Bottom line is they had to clip it at 54 holes. And so Rodgers, who plays pretty good, and Silverman, they end up winning the title. So Aaron Rodgers can count himself a winner uh, right now. But the question was asked, obviously, what is he going to do next? And this is Amanda Renner from CBS Sports just talking about all the fanfare up there in Pebble, which is, you know, Northern California. They'd love to see him up there back close to where he grew up. I was going to say that for my last question, but you're leading me right into it. Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans are encouraging me. A lot of Devontae misses your comments. So we're having some fun with it. It's a great, uh, you know, great event for the fans to come out here, and hopefully we can get back on the course. Now he is definitely loving the idea that people are loving on him. Okay, he is 
he likes to be adored uh, Aaron later likes in Aaron. life. There is, there is no doubt about it. Uh, and he likes, likes the idea that he might be able to get someone on the Green Bay side to pick up a phone if they think they're a little frustrated with him and say, hey, who wants to pick up this tab? And would Vegas be one of them? Because that would mean he and Do- Devontae Adams get reunited. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Aaron does love Aaron. He loves the attention. But, I mean, uh, that combination, when they played, I mean, it was dynamic. I mean, he lit up the he lit up the NFL when he had Devontae Adams as his as his wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the reasons why Don Devontae probably left is because Aaron and his antics getting paid cost him his money. So, uh, you know, now Pretty that much. they now that they've got their money, then, you know, maybe they can you know get back together. I mean, if if Las Vegas is willing to pick up that tab, uh, it just comes to the point where where whatever he does, just get it done. Because this soap opera, we, this oh. is another. This is another. As the world turns, we're, we're Aaron Rodgers year after year after year. Oh, we're only a couple oh, weeks in. Oh, right? I know. You better absolutely. strap in for this. Oh I mean, goodness, he can say at the other day he can say he wants to go, but it's up to them. It's up to the Green Bay. Absolutely, they have. I mean, they they will the wand. Yeah, they, they get to decide on whether he stays or goes. He acts like it's you know it's a done exactly, deal. Exactly, exactly. And it's not. I mean, it's. I'm such a fan of watching him. Now, his skills eroded a little bit this year. He definitely didn't have the same type of stuff he had before. He also was missing prolific wide receivers, too. Let's make that point. Uh, but Christian Watson looks like a, a guy that can really become a superstar in this league. That little run that he got on, yeah. every, it, it, it seems like a half a season of games where he was in the end zone, maybe eight straight where he caught a touchdown. So he definitely has huge potential. But, yeah, I, I – I just kind of I grow tired of whether or not do you want me or are you sure you want me. You know what Aaron Rodgers is? He is the transfer portal player of the National Football League. He's constantly threatening to enter the transfer portal. That's who he's become. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of I remember watching that game with Draymond Green mm-hmm. and Paul Pierce was sitting in the audience doing one of the games and Paul Pierce said, "You ain't Kobe." You know when we did Kobe went down <laughs> right. and he's like farewell to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Aaron, you're not Tom. Yeah, you're exactly. not Brady. We don't care that much what you do. By, one, by the way, one of the greatest trash-talking moments in the history of sports. Oh, you remember that, don't oh, you? Yes. Yeah. You are not Kobe. You're not Kobe. You're That's not just Kobe. beautiful. You're not Tom, and we don't care that much, all I'm, right? I'm Make reading, a decision to keep it moving. <laughs> I'm reading some of the headlines uh, from the Super Bowl, and I guess this is attributed to him. I'm not quite sure it is, but Tom Brady – uh, this uh, it basically says quote that says it all about the life and times of Tom Brady. Other than playing football, the other thing I love to do is prepare to play football. That's that guy. That's how just dialed in he was to the idea of just being the best. But how about this number? Tom Brady threw more touchdown passes after turning 33 than Dan Marino threw in his 17-year NFL career. That that's is unbelievable. Staggering. And you were looking at some of those numbers the other day. Just think about that. We were, I, I may have been trying to throw dirt on him at 33. More after turning 33 than Danny in his entire 17 Is that, is that right? Is that? I'm going to have to look it up, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking My at it. God. it. It's just, uh, it's, it's nuts. So when he clearly should have been, so you're looking at the bell curve. Yeah. When he clearly should have been on the down of his career, he had more touchdown passes than Maybe the greatest pure thrower ever in the sport. Yeah, I'll 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 have to look it up and just uh, make sure. But I looked at that and I'm like, wow, uh, that's something else. All right, let's get to some Super Bowl memories uh, from Big Sirs. Uh, Coach cannot wait to come in with his Super Bowl memories. As I look over at Leon, uh, he cannot wait uh, because he was on the right side of that. But he was. You still have plenty of great moments that you'll take us to. Some of the thoughts 
that you had back then, what that Super Bowl feeling really is playing in that big game. We'll do all of that coming up. It's XL Primetime. Saved you a seat. It's lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. It's kind See, of Jojo, I love neon trees. I love neon trees. Look, uh, there's, there's. They're in the 2010s. Yeah, and this kind of fits in my, like, you know, my, my genre, my, you know, what I like to hear. A little upbeat, a little alternative. What do you consider them? Alternative, but it's not heavy duty at all. It's just. It is pop. <laughs> I was about to say, this is just as poppy of anything we played. By the way, so this is our, quote, new song, yeah. new band. 2010. 12 years ago this song. Yeah, I think their first, their first time, I think, was 2010. Yeah, it, it, so that that is it is kind of scary, but it takes – look, I think we're the most caught up on the station, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah. new rock music yeah. is just country music. Yeah. Like if you're yeah, really if you're is. like a it white really guy is. who's yeah. like making music yeah, nowadays, yeah, really you is. need to you're get right. in the country game. You're right. That's you're, where it's, it's at. It's it's so because funny. country music is no longer country. Yeah, it's, it's like soft rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you're into into country now, you'll have like the performer at the players for their military tribute. Right. You'll have Riley Green. Yeah. You'll right? have uh, Jordan Davis. You'll have Lainey Wilson. You'll have a lot I of love, these the young. Uh, you know, Gabby, is it Gabby Barrett? I think you just have a lot of young, outstanding voices. And then you got Luke Combs and Chris Stapleton yeah, way up yeah, there. Way up there. Yeah. Luke Combs is right now the man. I mean, he is the dude. Uh, that's for sure. All right, now, Big Sirs, you were the dude uh, in, in a Super Bowl. What, what is it like? How much does it change? You always talk about it ramping up the intensity in those last couple of months of the regular season, getting ready for the postseason, yeah. and then it goes up another layer or another level. Yeah. Does it not? Well, I mean, when I played in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30, uh, actually in Tempe, Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we didn't have two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. We're at the AFC Championship game that next week. We, you know, we're off and running in the Super Bowl. So uh, we probably had we probably played the championship game that Saturday, mm-hmm. and then that Sunday uh, we get we come back, we read, we – we. Uh, get the hotels and the tickets, all the arrangements for all the mm-hmm. families and stuff like that, get all that together. And then Monday we have a quick uh, quick walk-through run, kind of loosen your body up, and the next thing you know, we're on the plane. How many tickets do you get? Um, back then we could purchase as many as 25. Wow. wow. For good. like what? Face value. Do you remember the going Face rate? Face uh, – if I can remember, I think we could purchase the tickets – up to twenty five, they were like three hundred to three fifty a ticket. Yeah, I think right. minimum now is like a couple grand. I mean. Yeah, maybe yeah, four, yeah. They have, might have gotten to four or five hundred once we got through the nineties. Yeah, because I can remember a couple Jaguars that we would orchestrate deals with, and uh-huh. yeah, they were they were right wait. So there. face yeah. value now is like two thousand. Are you telling that, me that, JJ? Oh yeah. Well, wow. I, tell, I tell you what, the NFL wow. does is that they they are uh, former players. I would never you, have thought that. I would have former players like can purchase up to. Former players get two tickets that they can purchase. As a former player, you get you get two tickets that you can purchase right. in the Super Bowl, and the, and the value of the, both tickets, well, they're seventy five hundred dollars a piece to purchase to go to the Super. Bowl. So last Hear year's that. face value, now, the cheapest I, one was four stacks. Now when I when I initially Are you now I remember this when I when I initially came out the league when I retired in two thousand two, I think they were two thousand a piece. Now they're like seventy five hundred. Mm-hmm. So here, here's the number right now. The game's get-in cost, 
went from $5,600 per ticket one week ago to roughly six grand today. Get in prices. That's Let's the get cheapest, in. Do I get a seat or do I just get in? seat in okay. the stadium. Now, that includes broker fees, which you can imagine are up there just a little bit. But if you've got uh, – so Wait, how does that go? Who gets the tickets? So do, do, do the fan bases get a certain amount of tickets or no? No. So they, the NFL just sells all of those tickets so, from a portal. Uh, remember I, a couple of years ago there was an issue with the brokers – I don't want to get too technical, but basically they do the same thing with the Masters. But, like, mm-hmm. there's these ticket brokers that their whole life is to, like, get them at a certain cheap price and then sell them to no, no, you that. and me. I get that, but, but how a do the ticket years brokers ago, get the, the tickets? The ticket brokers bought it at a price or, or were promising a price that they couldn't make and couldn't buy the tickets. And remember a couple of years ago there was, like, tons of people who were at the Super Bowl destination who expected to have tickets already paid for them didn't get them. And because of that... The NFL last year took over. Like they are responsible now for like almost all. So the they're tickets. their own ticket master. Exactly. Yes, but guess okay. what? Here's okay, what you it. will not be shocked by: the price didn't come down. <laughs> of course, no, not. Of course not. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it went up. It, it, exactly. Yes. And so here's the deal: is that they still do give Chiefs and Eagles fans. They go into a lottery. Their season ticket holders are given the opportunity. Like a thousand to each tickets. or something. Yeah, yeah there's right. only it's so many, many of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're talking very, very small percentages of both fan bases are going to be able to do that. Uh, but but right now, you're at least going to have a bunch of them migrating out there and, and, and opening up their wallet and paying a bunch because the Eagles are going to load up to go to the desert. That's the one thing that, that the college football does well is they'll give – like they'll give Georgia and TCU – there's a certain amount of tickets they each get mm-hmm. that students stud, – only students can buy, and they're like $100 each. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the – they're seven fifty face yeah, value. Yeah, we're you know? we're at the the national championship game not that long ago, and the students were above where the media was sitting in the stadium, not in a press box, but in the stadium, right. electronic mm-hmm. media. You know, they put us out there, but anyway, it was fun because you had mm-hmm. all those students back mm-hmm. there party and having a big time. Mm-hmm. So it was longer ago than you Gator fans uh, want to believe. Yeah, well, it's more <laughs> more than just the Gators. Sometimes it was about it here. was longer ago, but it was also. So I'm, I'm going to protect Joe right here. It was yeah. also like ten years after <laughs> yes, you believe. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you forget go, that. The, the, I didn't forget. The last few that we've been to have been six, eight, and thirteen right. uh, with Florida State. And so anyway, those are the ones. Oh, the FSG yeah. one forgot about and, that. But the most expensive get in ticket in the Super Bowl right now, this one is behind only the twenty twenty Super Bowl between the 49ers and the Chiefs. That was sixty six hundred bucks, the peak to get in. Wow. Uh, Huge, nasty cash. It's nuts. New England and Seattle in Glendale, that one was the ticket speculator uh, <clears throat> problem that J.J. was talking about. 8700 bucks to get in, which is just... Oh, you're pulling out some major cash, especially yeah. if you got family. Because if I can remember when I was with the Steelers, I had about mm, 12 family members. Mm-hmm. So the tickets that you you get up to twenty five, so the other thirteen that you don't need, now you're you're a broker in them. You, you got teammates to say, hey, sirs, mm, let me get three right, here, let right. me get five. You're making here. up a little bit. You're making it up, so you you know you're making. So you're up. getting your twenty five. No matter what, you're getting what. your twenty five. You want you want your twenty five because people are bringing more than twenty five. Well, yeah. no, you can make a little money. No, you can make no, a little money. No, but I'm saying, like, if these guys need three here and three there, that means they have already used right, their let me 25. Ask you, oh, yeah, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is it just a 53-man roster that gets 25? Yeah, 53-man roster. Okay, so then so then 106. Because some, uh, you know someone that in, in Leon's posse. You're talking about 
That's twenty. It's only twenty six hundred tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone in Leon's posse is like, "Sirs, I'm your cousin. You don't remember me." <laughs> exactly. so, right. So what I'm trying to figure out is this. So, is there is there actually a place on NFL.com like if you want to buy a Super Bowl ticket, oh, yeah. you can buy it? Yeah, NFL on location. They they have the, the okay. big the big so can, deals. So like if I wanted to buy one right now, I go on NFL.com and I yeah. uh, I want this seat. It costs sixty five hundred. I pay for. it. And I'm guessing right now that may have already been bought up. But right. yeah, they're right. definitely NFL mm-hmm. on location. You want to check out some prices on that bad boy? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, they so, are. So definitely then that's up how there. I guess my, this is my long story here. Long story short, mm-hmm. that's how ticket brokers they'll go and buy those. And then resell them on another yeah, market. What they do is they yes. commit to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It. They commit it. to it. And then they move the merch and promise X uh, dollars in return and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's definitely a, a little out of control, but that's just the way it is. So you were on one side of Arizona in Tempe. Mm-hmm. Now they're on, uh, on the other side in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere. Well, I mean, you, you, you get on the flight, you're flying that, that Monday. You mm-hmm. get in, you get in, I mean, you're getting, um, Thank you, JJ. I appreciate it. Now, you're getting police escorted. All right? You're getting police escorted wherever you go, on the bus, to the hotel room and everything. Like, your fans are there. They're already, they're already in the hotel. So you've got about two or 300 of your fans. They either live in, or in the hotel room that you're in mm-hmm. or in the hotel in the rooms nearby. Right. And you're signing autographs. You're hooping and hollering. Your family's probably there. So this is your time to engage with the fans and your family because it's a well-deserved trip. You made it to the freaking Super Bowl. Were you, right. were you doing the Here We Go Steelers chant by any chance? Of course I was. Of course I was. I was doing it. was terrible towels everywhere and in nice. the lobby and everything like that. You go up to your room. Now, this is where it's crazy. You go up to the room. I was married there. So you bring your wife, you get a suite. So you got the suite, and you go into the room, and the suite is immaculate. I'm talking king size, balcony, everything nice. is just beautiful, right? Wet bar. Bring, oh, wet bar, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, all right? So you, I, don't went, I went through all the miniatures, by the way. <laughs> and then you bring your family in because when you walk in the room, you've got everything. You've got sweatsuits. You've got sneakers. You've got hats. You've got everything relative to the, anything relative to the Super Bowl. And you can't take all that back with you. So you, you let your family, you grab what you want, then you tell your family, go and feast. And they're grabbing everything. They're, your and they cousins, are feasting, aren't and they? And they're grabbing everything. Hey, well, I, you want this? I can't fit. Cousins, like, oh, yeah, they, yeah. The clothes are made they for you, They don't care. They don't care? They don't care. Wow. They, listen, because I was with Nike at the time, and Nike sent you everything. Sent you about 10 pairs, 12 pairs, shoes, flip-flops, Oh, so this hats. wasn't just an every player thing. This was like a, hey, we're helping you, out our yeah, guy. If, yeah, exactly. If, if you oh, had okay. a deal with like so uh, the Nike backup. or Reebok, they're sending you – all kind of stuff. So, I like, see, long I snapper see. Joe Coward doesn't get that stuff. No. He goes in there with his girlfriend. No, 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 well, no if he didn't get the, he gets free towels if he and if he doesn't, shampoo. If he right. doesn't have a deal more I'm than like No offense with Jack's long snapper, because, you know, I'm just saying. Oh, don't get me wrong. You know, listen, they, they, Walkman's in there, all electronic stuff. I mean, I'm telling you how old I am. All electronic stuff you got in there. Yeah, I think you got those Walkman kind of headphones right I still there, got man. them on now. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you, no curfew that night. All right? No curfew that night. So that night, you probably take your family out to dinner. This right? is curfew. Monday. This is Monday. All right. So you take your family out to dinner that Monday, no curfew. Uh, we probably don't have practice till like 1 because you're going to hang out a little bit, no curfew or whatever. You take your family out to a nice little steak and lobster restaurant. You flip the tab, of course. Yeah. You spend another $2,500. You're like, hey. But you're in Tempe there, which is nice. The yeah, you're Tempe's in Tempe. It's nice. 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 Yeah. The weather was beautiful, so. That's usually your day one. Let me tell you something. If you're if you're talking about destination cities, we all know how great Miami is. And, good. But if you go to that, you know San Diego, you're not also gonna, great. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to beat it. But just from a desert, 
just the fact that they have Scottsdale, Tempe, Phoenix, and Glendale, it is a great town. It, yeah. it really is. All right, let's do a little funky before uh, Big Surge gets out of here. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. You start in that Super Bowl celebration planning. Make sure you pick up some good IPA action. Some of the, really, just the good craft that they've got. Funky Buddha's got it going on, that's for sure. Which players have the most career fumbles in a Super Bowl? Oh, in, in one game or just in career, the Super Bowl? Career fumbles. Okay. I need two names from you lads. Wait, real quick. I'm so, say Tom Brady. That first night when you uh, went back to the hotel. There we go. He's when gone told, again. He, did, you, did you tell your wife, you know, boys want to go out and have a couple of drinks? Did, was it all right? Or did you get of course. in trouble? Yes. You didn't get in trouble? No. Did no. you also get a room you make, for your girlfriend? No. <laughs> Not you personally, yeah. just right. in general. It's in the book. <laughs> it's in the book. JJ, right. It's, it's in, in the, the book, book. JJ. Fourth down the damn alignment story. Available at Amazon. I read it. All right. Got an autograph. Yeah. Which players? I'm sorry for hijacking that, Jojo. Yeah. Which players have the most? He, he, I love when he goes to the rabbit hole. Which players have the most career fumbles in a Super Bowl? I'm going to say Tom Brady. I need two names. Jim um, Kelly, maybe? Oh, that's a good one. Jim Kelly. Um, it's going to be It's got to be a quarterback. Um, bah. I'm gonna say Terry Bradshaw and Pate, or I mean, uh, Terry Bradshaw is actually a great one. That is a great one because he's a fumbler. Terry gets no respect. He does. I, I, he gets hammered. I'm gonna say Jim he's Kelly. I'm gonna say Jim Kelly and John Elway. I'm gonna go Jim okay. Kelly, and I'm just gonna do a random one just for the heck of it. I'm gonna say Jim Kelly and uh, shoot. Did he play that many games though? Uh, it's got to be a running back. Thurman mm. Thomas, maybe? Thermal's a good one. I'll go with Thermal. That's a good one, Jay. Yeah, he might have fumbled more if he wasn't sitting on his helmet uh, or lost his helmet. Um, all right, so the only one, it's even if it's Moto, it's still a good guess, and it's correct. It is Tom Brady. Yes. So you can give yourself a yes, sir, That's JJ, or half of one. I mean, before you, before you give me the answer, is it like a rando running back? No, 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 okay. no. Right. Uh, I'll just answer it with this. It's your favorite player. Kurt Warner. Nope. Uh, Russ? Nope. Your favorite player. My favorite yeah. player? Growing up. Roger Staubach? Exactly. Wow. Yep. Mm. Roger Staubach and Tom wow. Brady, the most career fumbles in a Super Bowl. The there Dodger. you go. That's a good stat to have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how did I have that many fumbles? Because I played in that many. Mm -hmm. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. All right, uh, Big Surge, you will have more stories, uh, Super Bowl-related, as the week goes along, uh, day by day. Uh, so enjoy the rest of this one. You got it. All right, you are out. Uh, we might be asking people um, some of their Super Bowl plans as we get closer and closer. We've got another round of prop bets uh, that we will give someone a chance to, to get in on. And also, we need to bring up the two coordinators that have been hired yeah. by Nick Saban. What does this mean? Speaking of rando. Yeah, is he having to go BOGO? Is he having to go to the dollar store? Is he having to go to the retreads? The uh, What is that, the consignment shop where someone's used this and now you're going to buy it? We'll get into all that coming up on XL Primetime. No need to socialize. No need for fantasy. I'll shine on like a star at first night. Show you all you need. This is XL Primetime.
Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Another suggestion, you'll love this. Oh, text line, Whiskey Myers. I like it. Definitely. That's what you need. You need that No, sound. this is actually Dirty Honey. Dirty Honey. Dirty Honey. Long sevens. Yeah, doing his best uh, Whiskey Meyer. Dirty Honey. He actually sounds like the lead singer from Slaughter back in the hairband days of the All right. And I, I guess that they probably could pick up some of that sound from back then, mm-hmm. you know, and try and get with it a little bit. All right. We've had all sorts of them. All right. I'm suggested. liking that. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. All right, not bad, not bad, not bad. That song is called Rollin' Sevens. Sevens yeah. mm-hmm. And who doesn't want that, huh? Not sure about that. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want to crap Just out. get off it on the yeah. crap table. That's yeah, all. exactly. All right, now, we mentioned college football. We've been talking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We're going to line up a couple of more XL primetime listeners, the Nooners, with a chance to get in on – on the prop sheet, and these are beer props, so we'll try and make sure that we go in the beer prize closet, get you something cool. You're going to have to get both prop bets right, so JJ will have you lined up here in just a minute. So get ready to call at 641-1010 coming up in just a few. But first, let's get to Tuscaloosa uh, and Nick Saban. Look, the product, even though I would argue Alabama was just as deserving as anyone else not named Georgia – to be in the college football playoff 100%. because because of how they played, who they played, all that kind of stuff. They were only, what, field goal and a couple points away. They from, were two plays away from yeah, being two, unbeaten. Literally, literally two, two plays away. Two plays. And they didn't get in, and then we knew that the defense, which had a lot of problems, and you know what else, Maddie? There were a lot of penalties called on this football team this year. They were very undisciplined. And, and, and more, more so than I can recall in a long time. Bottom line is, coordinators are out the door. Bill O'Brien <laughs> goes up to New England. And he knew basically that he was not high on uh, Pete, his defensive coordinator, that he was going to say, you know, hit hit the road. He goes and gets Kevin Steele. Now that is a retread, that is a consignment shop purchase. Kevin Steele, how many, how many SEC cities has Kevin Steele uh, been, or how many Southern cities has uh, Kevin uh, Steele been? But I will say a lot. But I will say that he's a phenomenal recruiter, very good coach, phenomenal recruiter. And they've never been paired up before. No. I know he was at Auburn. He was thought maybe to be the guy that would rise and, and maybe get well, that Well, he's the guy job. that all the, you know, he the guys that, he's the guy that Mr. Yellow guy wanted. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Coach. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yellowwood wanted him oh, big time. yeah. Yeah. But Kevin Steele is a very good recruiter and a very good defensive A model. phenomenal recruiter. So, I, I guess I have to ask the question, uh, and I'm joking when I say retread because he is a respected heck of a coach. But why is he leaving Mario in Miami to go and, and be with Nick? Unless it's a built-in situation because things weren't as good as maybe people thought they would be down in South. He wants to be a head coach again. No doubt about that. The only time he was a head coach at Baylor and it was not good. But Baylor was, you know, just in a bad state at that point when he was trying to bring him out of just like a really, really not good place. Dark dark places doesn't even define it. Um, So he wants to be a head coach again. My guess is he thinks, look, I think he's 62, 63. So he probably thinks this is it. Mm -hmm. My best chance to get a head coaching job is to excel with Alabama for a couple of years and then, you know, maybe move on and find like a lower tier power five or an upper group of five team and, and finish out my career last four or five years as a head coach. 64. Yeah, yeah 64. Yeah. So yeah. You, you get to 66 after a couple of years and I just feel like honestly, go to 70 I, as a head coach and I think uh, you're good. That, that, that window is closing and I don't like to go that down. I don't that think road. it is. I don't think it is because, because he can recruit. 
That's yeah. why I don't think it is. He's, right. I mean, but, when I say like elite, he's elite, elite. Oh recruiter. yes, yes. And I, I'm, I'm not even second guessing you right now. I'm just like, just kind of like, hey, okay, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that, based on what you're saying. Is that as a head coach, is he going to be less effective of, of a recruiter? He'll be a closer. He'll be a good closer. But is he going to hit the streets like he has had to do? He's also as, a recruiter of cash, if you know what I mean. Oh yes, he can move For NIL. Money. Yeah, he can move. Yeah, yeah. and and I, he look, will get donors to to give money. Yeah, his personality, I, I guess would suggest that he the results are there. He has been able to go out and coach good players and get good players. But why hasn't he been given a job? I, I guess it's a, it's an odd it's a good question. Circumstance that he hasn't. Uh, ageism is probably one and, thing. And I'll just I'll just any I'll, doubt about that. I'll just throw others out there. It's an offensive time now. I totally get that. He's on the defensive side. So maybe maybe that's one of the primary reasons. But Will Muschamp, Jeff Collins, a lot of these guys that were defensive guys all got head coaching opportunities. Younger guys. Yeah, yeah. And so, again, I go back to that same thing. Why didn't Kevin Steele get it before Will Muschamp or Jeff Collins or some of these other guys? Well, he did get a shot. It was terrible at Baylor. Yeah. They were horrible. Yeah, you're right. But I I guess some of the – what what time are we talking about? What was the timeline on that? Because like, uh, I think, late 90s maybe? I can't even – Late 90s? Okay, because if you're thinking about it, so he was pre-Briles. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pre-Briles, and you would have – you would you would think that his reputation was restored as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand two. Okay, all right. So you would have, you would have thought that his reputation would and have been Guy restored. Guy Morris and then Art Bryles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. Guy Morris was in between after he, after mm-hmm. Kentucky. After Kentucky. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I am surprised. But was it was it a nightmare down in Miami talent wise, or was it just a simple fact that you can go up to Tuscaloosa and you can look like? Uh, uh, one of the greatest coordinators in college football with the talents that they have. And let me, let me just say this. They uh, under, under Kevin Steele, Baylor was one in 31 in the big 12. That's terrible. That's, That's why that was early two thousands Baylor. Though. I I know. Totally I, don't, different I don't disagree. Right. And Bryles disagree. built them up and then got in trouble and, and got run out of there. And Aranda's done a good job, but also kind of might've been a little disappointing this past year mm-hmm. based on the year that they had before that. But back, I thought back, he was going to go great guns this year. But really back did. to your point is this is, I look at this offseason for Alabama, and Nick tried to hire Ryan Grubb, who's like the hot assistant right now, the Washington offensive coordinator, the guy who got Michael Penix Jr. and completely changed who he was as a quarterback. Right. He's now like an elite quarterback. Probably could have been maybe a late first or early second-round pick had he come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, swinging a miss on him. Ryan Grubb said, no, I'm going to stay at Washington. Then he tried to get Joe Moorhead as his offensive coordinator. Of course, Joe Moorhead, the former Mississippi State head coach. Who, who, by the way, he has nightmares of the SEC too. So. Right. Who, who was, who was also Mario's OC at Oregon. Mm-hmm. He's now the head coach at, or- at Akron. He was the head coach at Akron. This year was his first year. They were terrible this year. I think they were two and ten. Um, but he stayed. He stayed because he didn't want to leave Akron after one year. Mm-hmm. And he, it's a HC, and you got a chance maybe to turn it around. So now, and this is only publicly what we know. Then he gets Tommy Reese from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Now Brian Kelly tried to hire Tommy Reese at LSU. So Tommy Reese is a guy. That a young guy that at the very least is well thought of by Brian Kelly. Now, again, that also could have just been Brian Kelly saying, look, I need people around me that I know that they know what I want. Okay? That so makes you, sense. So you don't know how high in demand Brian Kelly, uh, uh, Tommy Reese was. Mm-hmm. Now, Marcus Freeman wanted him at Notre Dame probably for the same reason. I want a guy around me who's been here and knows these players and the and, players are comfortable and with. And I kind of felt like he weathered some storms up there, criticism-wise. Yeah, his offenses, are, they've been all right. They've been all right. Yeah. No, but, I mean, but not I guess, bad, but all right. Yeah, towards the end and particularly 
the way things looked in the Gator Bowl, it was pretty looked good. Looked good, yeah, sure, you know? sure. But so, but for Nick to have to hire Tommy Rees, to me is like okay, it might be a little bit of a red flag for him to hire Kevin Steele instead of some young DC again. Be a little bit of a red flag. Semi-red flag. Yeah, like yeah. just a little bit. Again, I understand Kevin Steele. He's a great recruiter. Right. You'll get players there. And I'm there. joking and he's when a good I say, coach, too. I'm joking when I say Dollar General Store and consignment shop. I'm just saying that he's he's been around. He it's, is. It's certainly not like – okay, so, so the hire of Tommy Reese certainly isn't the type of Steve Sarkeesian hire or Lane Kiffin hire. Um, it's more along the lines of the Mike Loxley hire. And I mm-hmm. love Loxley. But but they didn't but know a lot. Locks was him. also there as a analyst and just moved up into the role and a good recruiter. Yeah, and a, and a great recruiter, right? Yes. So yeah. it's just it's a little odd what he's after all he's accomplished in sixteen years there, mm-hmm. and he's the greatest coach ever. That he's at the point now where he's scrambling a little bit to get coordinators. Yeah, at the the either the number one or the number one A program in college football. Yeah, it's wild. All right, let's get a couple more prop bets in six four one ten ten. Dial it up. JJ will get a couple of yawn in this 1 o'clock hour. We'll try and do it again in the 2 o'clock hour, but these are beer props. We go to the beer closet. We give you out some give out some prizes. you got to get both prop bets correct uh, with Super Bowl LVII. 641-1010, we'll get a couple of you on. And we're looking at this game. We're looking at the line, but we've got the prop bets. And see if you can land on the right side of both of them and get in the drawing for some cool prizes. Now, we had – couple of our guys earlier that jumped on and we'll make sure that we keep track of all of them and then you got to be on the right side of both of them and we'll have our own little prop bet competition uh, right here on XL primetime uh, where someone is going to be on the hook uh, for lunch for the rest of us by the way another one of the suggestions actually a couple of suggestions new band called wet leg good musicians wet, real guitar wet leg drum base uh like there are some there are some classic names uh, from bands these days there is no doubt about it right now what uh huh? put it on red or black uh let's see here's another one uh, there's a handful of them that have been suggested all right all right let's get to a couple of these guys let's get some prop bets up uh and recorded we got chuck on the line that wants to get in on the prop action chuck uh what is up what's going on fellas hey who do you like in this game billy kansas city Oh, Philly. Okay. Quick reason too, why. Too I need to hear a, that. Two uh, uh, defense pass rush. Uh, I, I just think they're too powerful up front. I think they're going to get to uh, the one-legged uh, quarterback and uh, cause some havoc. All right. You may consider this easy, but this is the first half of your two-prop bet play. you got to get both of them right. First offensive play from scrimmage will be a pass or a run. Uh, pass. All right, and I'm a little surprised because I thought you might go the other way because most people think you run on first down. Uh, but I'm glad that you were being aggressive there. All right, the highest scoring quarter, Chuck, will be? Fourth. Fourth quarter, that means there's going to be some fireworks at the end. All right, big bro, you're in the running. Remember, you got both of them. You have to get both of them correct to go in the drawing for some of our uh, beer prize closet giveaways, Okay. You got it, guys. All right, buddy. Hang on the line. JJ, we will move from him. I can't even get my mouse to go over there. And we will get to Pat next. All right, Pat, what is up, my man? How's it going, man? We're doing pretty good. Who do you like in this game? Uh, I'm taking Philly, just like Chuck. Okay. You guys are in – look, what's not to love? They sack the other guy. 
They seem like they've got A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, all those weapons. I hate to say it. I think everybody's then, tired of the Chiefs, too. Maybe. And then, of course, what Jalen Hurts has been doing. Okay. All right. So, let's get to a couple of props for you. All right, Pat. The team to score the longest touchdown. Who is it? Uh, man. I'm going to go with the Chiefs on that one, though. All right. You got KC as the team to score the longest. I want you to give me an over-under on total punts by both teams. I have set the over-under at six and a half. Are you going to go high or low on that? I'm going to go under. All right, under, and I think that's a solid play because these teams like to, well, they like to score. Uh, that's for sure. That's so it. we may not see punters. All right, good luck, my man. You are in. I totally appreciate it, guys. All right, man, thank you. By the way, longest touchdown mm-hmm. could also be defense. Yes, it could. Yeah, it could be. It could be a return. And you know, return, fumble return. That'll could be, be could be special teams. That'll be one of our. I'm looking to see if I have that listed as one of our props. We've got a big man touchdown. We have a defense or special teams. What's considered touchdown. big man? What's uh, the weight limit? There? He's got to be. He's got to be a lineman on Over the offense or yeah, offense or defense. Right. As long as he's playing lineman, and generally speaking, it's going to be those you know the big hosses. If they're right. going to. By the yeah. way, Matt, that's a perfect example of why I don't bet these. Yeah. Right, because you never know. It's so, like, yes. They can a say big not a big man, man touchdown, like, right. well, okay. Or the other a... one is like, never bet the color of the Gatorade. Well, we do have that. There's so many. Would, would Trayvon Walker be considered a big man? Yeah, because it's an, well, it's called an offensive tackle or defensive he's a tackle linebacker. to score a touchdown. So then it wouldn't wouldn't count. But he's played defensive tackle. So it says offense or defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, All right. To okay. score a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. He's a. He's uh he's lined up there. Lined oh up my god! Yeah. If I if he scored a touchdown and you had a bet on that and you didn't win, yeah, I would uh, be I'd be infuriated. He made you lined up inside. You mean just in general? Yeah. He's a lineman, you yeah. know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's the way I would look at it. But anyway, that's the uh, prop bet. We'll get a couple more in the two o'clock hour. Let's say hello to Dan Cross coming up. The Gators against Kentucky. This wasn't your highly ranked Kentucky team. This wasn't necessarily a Gator team that you think sh- should go into Lexington and just compete. Toe-to-toe, they made it close after a really slow start. Uh, ended up losing by five points. But we'll say hello to Dan Cross, a former Gator great. Get his take on it coming up. And then more props uh, and more college football coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Seeking for one last Never sang place I wrong. They say Jesus was a poor man. I guess I wish I had a little more him and me. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. All right. Uh, Whiskey Myers. Yeah, I I'm mistook the other one for Whiskey Myers. This sounds pretty good. Really good. I like Dirty Honey, too, but this sounds pretty good. Got a little need-to-breathe to mm-hmm. little need-to-breathe vibe. Yeah. And I, I like those. This is, you know, kind of like that. This is the porch rock right there that you'd be listening to. That's what I would like. We may we may be creating something new on Monday, New Music Monday. And, and, and Ooh, I like that. We may be doing it. I'm not sure. Now. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. All right, we start at the 2 o'clock hour on XL Primetime with a guest to talk Gator basketball, Joe C., along with Matty Hayes. We say hello to Dan Cross, former Gator great, who joins us. What's up, Dan? How are you, man? 
Oh, doing well in yourself, guys. Uh, we're doing great. Yeah, thank you very much for jumping on with us. Uh, you know, I, I shot, you know, kind of reached out to you earlier because I'm like, I, I know that this is a transitional year with Golden coming in and taking over what was the Florida Gators. But my goodness, man, they need to go find some shooters, guys like you and Craig Brown back in the day. What did you think of the uh, loss Saturday night? Uh, I mean, it's, it, it was a close game. So, mm-hmm. you know, I look at close games in, in this way with, with, with new coaches coming in. Anytime you can lose on the road in the SEC and it's a close sign, I mean, and it's a close game, it's, it's a good sign down the road. Whether the down the road means next year, down the road means making it to the tournament or the NIT, um, these aren't blowout games. So, um, you know, as much as I would love for us to beat Kentucky and we had a chance to beat Kentucky, um, you know, it just shows the inconsistencies that usually come with the, with the first-year uh, coach and, and his program. Dan, I was also talking earlier in the show that, that college basketball is so much now is a is a home arena rotary to game. I mean, it really is. Look, look at they lost at Auburn by three. They lost right. at Texas A and M by two. Yep. You know, they they also won LSU's not a good team, but they won at LSU. They yep. won at Mississippi State. Um, yep. you know, so so I, I feel like they've made a turn in January and I think people are focusing on the Kentucky loss and the Kansas State loss and thinking that it you know, they're slipping. I think they've made a turn in the last month. Would you agree with that? I do, um, and, but those turns don't always necessarily come with wins, right? That sometimes these turns come with with close losses. That you know, for coaches, they look at it as a win because it's it's games that you know, based off of possessions that, that that we could have won. So um, you know, those are all positive signs. You know, if you if if you're in the coach's room and you're discussing like what we could have done better, you know, what mistakes, what plays could have been run to make, you know, a team, you know, come out with a close victory instead of a close loss. So those are all good signs. We're talking with Dan Cross, former Gator great, and we talk about the Gators and their chances maybe to make a a little bit of a run when they get to the SEC tournament and and who knows, maybe be able to make it to the NCAA tournament. You know, they've gotten two really good games out of Colin Castleton and and, and the offense is running through him, which is a nice surprise. But do you think they still are just missing big, talented pieces in the middle and that's that's where they come up short? Uh, Not only big, talented pieces in the middle, but you need big, talented pieces in the backcourt yeah so no games are run as you all know you guys have been around this game long enough to know you know you look at anybody in the sec if that backcourt is not strong then you know you you don't you don't go far and i I think that's as much as castleton is the key the the key really is the backcourt we we don't have creators to help make his game easy right whether it's high low action or you know, creating off the dribble to get him easy buckets. You know, he's having to do a lot of work, which means there's more focus on him. So back to your point, if you don't have shooters to knock down consistent shots, then all the work that he's doing is, you know, is in vain. So Plus he's wearing out. I mean, For for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Dan, let let me ask you this. Is this league now, do you think, a league that could, that can support five, maybe six teams in the tournament? Easy. It's not more, right? So, you know, if you're talking a month ago, there were, what, six or seven teams, six teams in the top 25. Mm -hmm. You know, three of those have probably fallen off in the last 
two or three weeks, but there's there's at least six teams in the top 45 or top 50 from what I checked uh, a couple of days ago, which are easily, you know, tournament tournament ready. So let's get to the Todd Golden philosophy and, and back to your point about the backcourt. Uh, because it does seem like guys are struggling to find good open looks. It could be the intermediate jumper. It could be uh, beyond the arc. What do you think of his philosophy and, like you said, turning that corner, kind of getting more guys to to do what he's asking them to do? Well, you're you're talking about kids that he had to bring in from the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Probably, you know, 70% of those kids are transfer portal kids. And, you know, when when you're building a system, like that system cannot be built in a day. You know, Rome wasn't built in like it takes it takes a little time. So what he's done in a very short amount of time to get players that may not be all SEC ready to buy in to compete in the SEC. You know, I think he's done a hell of a job for the first year. So it's important now that the right recruits come in. You know, whoever you know, my philosophy is is whoever Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky. Auburn, whoever they're recruiting, we need to be recruiting the same players and may the best man win. Like there's too much talent out there in the SEC. Way too much talent for for it to be, you know, one sided. Florida is one of the top schools with the top facilities in the country. So it's not a hard sell at all. I, I, that, you know, that's perfect because that was my next question. You kind of piggybacking off what you said. College basketball in general now. Is is there a point where you can have a program where you're developing young guys because they're going to want to leave if they're not playing? So are you almost these coaches now almost forced into at least using 40, 50 percent or more of their roster on on the portal? I mean that's kind of the wave. That's kind of the wave of the land right now, fellas. You know it, and then you want to make sure that you know you build relationship with the kids to, to keep them. You know if not, then you know this is the closest thing to the to the tra- to the uh, NBA free agency, <laughs> you know, with the tra- with trade deadlines, right? right? Trade deadlines come, you know, at the end of the season, you know, for the next couple of months. So, you know, that's unfortunately that's the lay of the land. You know, some of it is exciting, you know, for 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 fans that aren't committed to certain teams. But you know, when you're when you're when you're a Gator diehard and you're a Gator fan, you know, you want to see kids. You know that believe in the system, believe in the program, and 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 stick along. You know, stick around for for more than a year or two. Yeah, let's just stay on that real quick. We're talking with Dan Cross, former Gator great, and and heck, we saw you out at Pat Young's tournament, and and Big yeah. Surce played. You know, kind of in the same era that that you were playing, and and we always joke with him that you know there will be four different Letterman's jackets on some of these guys when it's all said and done, which is just crazy. Dude. Right. It, it really is. Now there are, there are a lot of pluses with NIL, but what do you think about that part of it? Just that, you know, the come and go world that we're in. Uh, speaking of the NIL or, yeah. or the yeah. four Letterman jackets. Me and both. both. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, this is just a new generation that mm-hmm. is still like they're defining the, they don't even know who they are. They're defining themselves, right? And even with the NIL, like that's defining itself. So, you know, when kids are able to to make money off of their their name and likeness, like I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, but that will continue to be defined within itself. There's so much hidden stuff that's going on that these kids do not know about. Um, you know, dealing with business um, that school isn't teaching. Right. Um, on how contracts work that, um, 
you know, it's kind of a wild, wild west right now, and you can't blame the kid for moving to where the money is at. Like, we, we all go to school for for the ones that wanted a higher education to to get a better job, right, to right. make as much money as we can. So yeah, right. how can we blame a 19, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kid for wanting to do the same thing? It's a job to him, and he's figured out that he can – or she's figured out that they can make money. So they're going to go where they can make the most money. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. And why not, right? So, and why not, yeah. right. <laughs> so, so Dan, your thoughts on Todd Golden uh, um, moving forward. You talked about how Florida should be in with, with Arkansas, with Alabama, with Missouri, with LSU, and going after major recruits. Do you see him as a guy who can recruit in the Southeast as well as keep the, the main Florida guys at home? As long as he surrounds himself with the right people. And the right staff. I mean, like, if you just look at the state of Florida alone, there is so much talent. I'll just say Florida and Georgia and Alabama. There is so much talent within this state alone. Just because you have the Mount Birds of the world, the IMGs, like, there's so many talented schools in the state of Florida that if they're able to build those relationships, there's more talented kids that are leaving the state of Florida from Florida than staying. I'm not for sure why that is. Right. But if you're able to keep a lot of these kids around, um, which means you're building relationships with a lot of these, you know, top tier schools, then, you know, it's that's what I know. You know, that's what the Patrick Youngs know. That's what the Joe Kims and like these guys, they they came to Florida for a reason on top of the, the fun that comes along with the experience. So while everybody else is snowed in, these kids are outside in the swimming pools and under palm trees like what better what better place to be to have just a a a great college experience so it's all about him surrounding himself with the right people which he's a player's coach you know i know him personally i've I've had a chance to develop a relationship with him you know i would want to play for him um it's now just he just doesn't have the experience right the sec is a different beast so he's getting he's getting a crash course and being welcome into the, you know, to the SEC. Both, both he and Billy. Right. <laughs> while we're while we're on that subject, right. uh, that's for sure. But listen, I think it's a great take, uh, Dan. And so before we let you go, because right now they're still top thirty-five. The Gators are uh, in the BPI. Uh, you're okay. looking at the strength of schedule. It is fifteenth in the nation, and we're talking about what do we go? Alabama, Vandy. Oh. Ole Miss and Arkansas before they see Kentucky again. What what can you see over the next four games before playing Kentucky at home? Well, I mean, it's really gonna it's really gonna be can can these guys figure out how to win close games, right? There aren't going to be too many blowouts. There aren't too many blowouts in the SEC if they're able to to win these close games. Which you know we all know that if you're playing well at the right time. It's the momentum that's leading into SEC conference, you know, the conference play, uh, the championship tournament, going in, in, into the NCAA tournament. If they're able to pull some of these close games out, which now that's not going to be on Castleton, it's going to be on our guards. The ball is going to be in their hands. What they decide to do, you know, what kind of plays, you know, Todd is able to draw to get some easy buckets towards the end of games. That's going to determine the momentum, you know, going into you know the the SEC championships. That's yeah. and that hasn't changed in years. No, so it's like Richard Lofton Jones. Come on, guys, uh, get it going. Hey, listen, man, we appreciate it. Good stuff for sure. Hopefully, we'll be able to catch guys. up 
as uh, as they sure. tr- as they try and march to uh, March Madness. Anytime, man. Anytime you guys need me, I'm available. Thank, Thank you, buddy. Uh, Appreciate your support. It's awesome, you know, hearing his take on what they got to do going forward. And, and look also- what they got. Look what they they've got. They're at Bamba Wednesday. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one, man. Mm-hmm. Vanny could be a dub. Ole Miss is a dub. They're at Arkansas. That's another tough one. Yeah, I think they're being Kentucky at home. They're at Vanny. That's a dub. Vanny's a bad team. So they're at so, Georgia. That's a dub. They're at LSU. That's a dub. They yeah. could win eleven or twelve games in the league. Yeah. And they're definitely in the tournament. And that is they're a six or that, seven seed at that right. point. Right. And so they went from uh, doom and gloom, struggling to get to their second win in the conference, and yeah. now they've at least done enough good. Things. I do. I think they've but turned. Again, I think they've turned in January. And I know people think of the Kansas State game when they got, you know, they got pants. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, and then the and then the Kentucky game where they looked terrible early. They clawed but fought their way back. back. Yeah. I think they've made a turn. And it's so funny. You're sitting there watching that game Saturday night, and you're like, okay, they look like they don't belong in the game, yet look at the score. They are in this game, and they did that. And we'll stay on that subject and get back to a couple of other things that that Dan Cross said. It's XL Primetime in the 2 o'clock hour. More prop bets coming up, so stick around. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We're on the road to Shambhalaja. I think this is great, great music from back in the day. But I'm just so conflicted because we're thinking about naming this New Music Monday. And now you're going to go back. And what was this hit in the late 60s? <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay. So we're we're... I mean, 1973. I don't like where this is headed. Are you God shaming right now? Because they no. they were about as Christian a group as it gets back then. Oh, why would I, <laughs> why would I do that? I think you might be God shaming. Um, you hey, he's you, old shaming. Yeah, I'm yeah, old shaming. It. I was gonna say you can ask Father Tim where I was yesterday morning at 8 a.m. But uh, I, uh, I I I love the band. I just again my feet are up. I'm up on a porch. I take my teeth out. You know stuff like that when I'm listening. To this. You want to know the problem with, um, quote, new music? So I went on the hot rock charts, the Billboard charts. The number one rock song in America is this. It's called Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. Tell me if this is rock music. It'll be fine by dust cloud, I'm telling you, baby. It's, it's, it's not rock. It, it is. This sounds like country music. It's like a good that. sound, but it's not rock. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah. And, and like I told you, I'm I'm into that folk alternative rock now, and that would fall into that category. Yeah, but my point is, this is the number one rock song in America. Yeah, that doesn't like it, rock is dead. It is. It's it going to be dead. tough to do a um, every a Monday have new music. Yeah. It's not, it is kind it's, of dead. It's but, strange. It's like it's like this music, which they consider rock, and Christian rock, the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. And country rock, it's the same. They're all three the same thing. Uh, well, it's just I, different messages, that's all. I joke They that all I, sound the same. I joke that I have hit four different station buttons, and they're all playing the same song. Oh, two yeah. are country, two are... Especially the country. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Bubble just, diff- just different messages, yeah. that's all. Yeah, and it, it, it is ridiculous. But when I when I, when I I look at the, the playlist and whatnot, you're right. I'm looking, looking for something new. Look, by the time we get to Friday... Big hair and heavy metal is probably still going to rule because, you know, by that time, I mean, you're, you're polished. You're ready to head in the weekend. New Music Monday might not be a bad play for us to get our week started, get you rolling, educate us a little bit. From Look, uh, 
the dude, I think it's from up there in Nassau County, is the one who gave us Whiskey Myers. I like it. Yeah. It sounds good. I don't mind that at all. All right, now, real quick, uh, we need to play this because something new is about to happen in this old man's life. Allegedly. Allegedly. So Tom Brady, after he steps away with the beautiful scenery surrounding him, he's like, Gis- Giselle left me. I've got nothing left. I'm retiring. I can't have a big pomp and circumstance announcement. I did that a year ago and came back. So he's I'd now- be shocked, by the way, if he has nothing else. Oh, I agree with you. There's something planned. There's no question there's still something planned. Well, we thought the plan was Fox. And so we thought he was going to walk right into the booth. And as the story goes, he was going to be promised a mammoth amount of money. Uh, TLD sent me the the, uh, little piece earlier on it, and it says, Tom Brady agreed to a 10-year, $375 million contract to join Fox Sports Broadcasting in 2023. And then listen to this. You know, talking even last week with the – people at Fox Sports, you know, and, and the leadership there allowed me to start, you know, my Fox opportunity in, in the fall of 2024 is something that's great for me. So take some time to really learn, become great at what I want to do, become great at, um, you know, thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything. And I, I, I think when people really bet on me, I think one thing about my career, whether I was when I was drafted by the Patriots or signing for agency with the Bucks, I wanted to be you know, fully committed. And I, I never wanted to let people down. I think my biggest motivator was that. So, you know, even in the future, I want to be great at what I do. And that always takes some time and strategizing and, and learning and growing and evolving. And I have so many people to rely on that um, can support me in that growth too. So it's going to be a good, great opportunity for me to take some time to really uh, certainly become at my Fox broadcasting job, which I'm really looking forward to, but also catching up on other parts of my life that uh, need some, need some time and energy. Oh, really? A new commitment. A so re-commitment. he won't be yeah. with Fox this year. He's going to sit out for a year. Didn't he? Doesn't he sound a little bit like he's close to crying at any moment? <laughs> doesn't he? It was terrible audio. Yeah, he sounds uh, like a guy who's waiting for the Las Vegas Raiders to get. That's yeah, what I was thinking, like, man. Yeah, and I wouldn't doubt if a shoe can still drop, especially Josh McDaniels plus Tom Brady, plus Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that scenario maybe playing out. The old beg. I, I, like, who wants more attention, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? I, I'm not sure which one is. but I mean, I agree with you. I mean, attention, I'm okay with you saying that. But at the end of the day, guess what? He could still win in the league. No, he can't. Yes, he can. No, he can't. Uh, no, he can't. He can win games, but he can't win the whole not thing. the league. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, that. He can win man. in the league. He, he can't 5, win yards. the league. He threw for 5,000 yards this year. It, it, look at his yards per attempt. Highest number of attempts, lowest ever yards per attempt in his career. And if feet were catching the football, he would be (laughs) – he'd have a really, really good year. That offensive offensive line was not good. Yeah. Uh, No, but – It was basically Tristan Wirfs and the four doors. But look at what other guys have had to deal with 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 also suspect line play. And he just ain't the same cat. He just is not. And I don't blame him. He's 45 years old. Go make 37 million, 35, whatever it is. 37.5 mil. Sitting in a booth. But he says he's got to take a year off so he can give it his best. That's just, that's just rich. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so this is from Daniel Popper, who uh, covers the charges for the athletic. He says the quote is most likely that the Chargers will cut Keenan Allen and Gerald Everett. Uh, so they're pretty high above the cap, 23 and a half million over the cap. 
This would save them 14.8 for releasing Allen and 4.2 for releasing Everett. Two seemingly great, still great players. Maybe one's a little older. Yeah, and I, I think the thing that you're looking at right now, you know, Eric, Everett is not irreplaceable, but he's also pretty dang good yeah. in that offense. Just take a look at what he was able to do out of that tight end position against this franchise. And Keenan Allen's been Keenan Allen for so, so long. And he went through, you'd have to say, an injury-affected season. It didn't completely knock him out for the entire year, but he missed the first game against the Jags. And then, you know, you're you're, you're trying to figure out, cost-wise, where you got to renew things. They've spent a bunch of money on Mike Williams. So I'm looking here real quick. Uh, base salary for Mike Williams is $12 million, and the signing bonus, $7 million. And I'm looking, Gerald Everett, $5.5 million, and the signing bonus, $2.5 million for him. I'm looking for the big number for Keenan. He is 15 5 That's 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 pricey. That's steep. $15.5 million. He's got a $3.5 million roster bonus. So that's why you're going to get this out right now. Because once that new league year starts, he's going to be do that, and it just makes sense that they would, you know, they would be looking at moving on. He is, is such a reliable guy. When you when you figured it out at the quarterback, you feel like all right, we'll just get another tight end. It'll, it'll work because right. we have the quarterback. You know what I mean? Or we'll just get another receiver. And it'll work because we have the quarterback. That's and it's. It's been that way for a lot of quarterbacks. In sure, the I understand. The elite quarterbacks. And, and we have to remember, we have to remind ourselves, Keenan Allen's been there since Phillip. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's, yeah. It's been a minute. Uh, all right. Everett's been there for a while, too. Mm, well, well, no, Everett's been in and out. He's, he's gone from the Rams. in 2017. Yeah, he, I think he just stayed in L.A. <laughs> right. You know? And he's uh, a guy that I thought was a lot better, so I just looked at his stats and I was surprised at how unproductive he yeah, is. Yeah. I feel like whenever I watch him play, he's great. He makes plays, but you, he's, he's that offense – you have to give them credit, Lombardi credit, for what they've been able to do out there. But, yeah, they've had other tight ends that have been right. making plays for a long time. All right, now, can this team make plays for a long time? How about we hear from the AFC Pro Bowl head coach, one Peyton Manning, on your Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, look, Trevor, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. You know, I've, I've known him since he came to our football camp years ago and uh, stayed in touch with him. Um, you know, Trevor wore number 16 it, uh, because he was a Tennessee fan growing up. And, and uh, I wish he would have gone to Tennessee, but we, we, we've gotten past that. But like the way he carries himself, uh, you know, he's got a great uh, knowledge of the system. I think Doug Peterson and he could be a, be a tough combination for a long time, for years to come. And uh, really happy for him. You know, I like when a head coach is calling the plays often because that means there's continuity in the offense. and. Even if Doug's not calling, it's going to be the same system. And that's good for a quarterback. A quarterback's having to learn a new system every single year. That's difficult. So I like the situation that Trevor's in. And, uh, you know, they had great success this year and, uh, you know, kind of sent a message to the best of the AFC that, you know, Jacksonville's here. And uh, uh, I expect great things out of him in the next years. That a boy, Peyton. That's probably the longest time that Peyton has spent on the Jaguars uh, in, in a while. So I, I like hearing it. Yeah, maybe ever. So I like hearing that, and what he's saying is true because the 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 combo of these two guys in concert together really can set up well. Let's make that the 10-10 take. 
uh, right now uh, with your Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the South. Now, Joe C's 10-10 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pitmasters since 68. All right, the countdown is on. You need to make sure that you get ready for the big game and the pigskin party giveaway that Sonny's has set up for you. All you got to do is text the word Sonny's to 641-1010, and you will go in the drawing for that pig's Pigskin party from Sonny's for 10 people. That's a $250 value. Also, you've got a chance if you don't win the big prize, there's going to be at least 10 more. They're going to win dinners for two, courtesy of Sonny's, and you definitely want to take advantage of that. So when 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 Manning says what he says, I don't think he takes it lightly. I don't think he's butt-kissing. I don't think he's handing out uh, compliments left and right. He's a guy who obviously recognizes if you have a quarterback and a coach committed to a franchise, you can do a lot of great things. You can build. It goes to your point that you just made a minute ago, Matt. If Justin Herbert is set, do you really need to pay these other guys if Herbert's going to make everybody around him good? Well, Trevor Lawrence had a huge coming out party this year. I don't know how great Zay Jones was before he got here, but Trevor made him look a lot better. Christian Kirk, good. Trevor made him look real good. And on and on and on. Evan Ingram had a rebirth. Trevor's throwing him the football. And so the combination of the play caller – the guy scheming everything up and then basically barking out plays along with the guy who's tossing it. You got that combo. You got something. And maybe Peyton, what he speaks, is truer than you might realize. It just feels good to know that the two major pieces of any franchise are the guys that are either leading it from a coaching point of view or leading it from a quarterback's point of view, and you have it here in Jacksonville. That is the 10-10 take. That's a good feeling. Yeah, I think earlier in the season, those three guys – be Kirk Jones mm-hmm. and Ingram. I think they were helping nurture Trevor along game by game, week do by week. Do this, do that. And then eventually it hit. And I think probably around the Ravens game mm-hmm. is when it hit, and then it became Trevor. Yeah. Then it was all about Trevor. He was the guy who was making them better yeah. instead of them nurturing him along, getting him ready to the point where he can take control. Once mm-hmm. he took control, that was it, man. This team took off. Yeah, and it's funny when we we hear this all the time, the game slows down. And once it slowed down and he started seeing every bit of the field, what each individual is doing in that pattern, what the possibilities are, if you move that safety that way or if this corner bites here, you know, whatever it is, those things started to become clearer to him. And it became I, – I believe it became a fun game for him when he turned that corner. My, my guess is so in two years he's had how many turnovers probably – like 28, 29 turnovers, including mm-hmm. interceptions and fumbles, mm-hmm. I bet that makes him crazy. Yeah. It's not who he is. He is yeah. not a guy that's reckless with the ball. Yeah. So I think you're, that's what you're going to see moving forward. He's not going to throw picks. He's not going to fumble the ball. You know, once he gets more completely in tune with what's going on and it's like rote for him, yeah, yeah he, that's not who he is. He will not be reckless with the ball. Now, we just mentioned that piece of news about whether or not Keenan Allen's going to get cut loose by the Chargers – maybe uh, Gerald Everett, who knows. At the top of their spin chart is Joey Bosa, that crying, complaining, cussing so-and-so. He is. You'd take him right now and you'd yeah, love no. him. He's $24 million against the cap. I'd put up with everything. You'd if scream he, Duval right yeah, now. Exactly, exactly. That big nose of his, I wouldn't care. <laughs> uh, but he is $24 million, And then Khalil Mack is $17.2 million, And then Keenan is the next biggest cost for them, $15.5 million. So we'll find out. But the beautiful thing about what they're dealing with and what Jacksonville's dealing with is that they're going to have to cut cash, and hopefully Jacksonville's going to have the benefit of working with that rookie contract at quarterback, which both teams are. Remember, they got Justin Herbert 
on a rookie deal just like Jacksonville doesn't. But there are guys here that want to stay and might take a little less money, more up front, but kind of move that contract around, which will help them greatly. Would you would you take Keenan Allen if you can get him at a reduced deal? Um, I would think long and hard about it, but it's like you know the discussion that we've had with some of these other guys that might be out there at T. Higgins. Keenan Allen, over time, was better than T. Higgins, but T. Higgins is a different kind of guy. He's younger. He's a younger, developing guy, and so there's similar build, but T. Definitely is a much more of a fifty-fifty guy. Yeah, yeah. He can get up and get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but Keenan has just done Keenan so is, much. Keenan does not drop balls. No. Keenan, on third down, Keenan's who you're throwing the ball to. And so those are you know those are tough questions, and you've got to ask that question already. Do you have everything you need, or at least do you have everything you can work with right. at that position, and then go get those other important positions? All right, JJ. Before we get ready for the Frangie show, I, I'm just going to tell them right now we've got our Super Bowl uh, beer prop bets. Uh, all you got to do is call JJ for this round. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll get some more people on tomorrow, but basically call six four one ten ten. JJ will get at least two of you registered with our beer props. And you got to get both of them right to go in the drawing. Uh, six four one ten ten. Hit them up. Hey, remember this? I don't believe what I just saw. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. You believe in miracles? Yes. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. It's going to be almost impossible for them to have a completed pass and run another play. They're going to have to really hustle. They're going to throw two hell Harris. Down the middle of the field, and the pass is picked off by Harrison. Rodney Harrison takes it in, and nine seconds remain, and the New England Patriots are on their way to solidifying their team as an NFL dynasty. Yep, that certainly was dynastic when you think about it. Right here in the city of Jacksonville, Philadelphia, and Donovan McNabb, and Andy Reid. Also that call. Eh. Well, it's another Al Michaels call. That was Buck. Buck is the the Red Hot Chili Peppers of announcers. Yeah. Super overrated. I, I, I didn't think that one was bad, honestly. Uh, Are you? I mean, they won the Super Bowl, Joe. Yeah, I they know won that. Three of five. And like, by the you way, be screaming about that. And by the way, if you do want to get on him, which is fine, it was another three-point win, so it was a close game. Uh, all, all three of their you games. You have money on it? Is that what you're saying? Hmm? You think you have money on it? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, just from an excitement level point of view, you're right that it was it was a close game. So if you are thinking about a field goal game, that it should have a little more excitement on the call. But uh, I. To be fair to him, there was like 20 seconds left. They had the ball at their own two-yard line. Yeah. They didn't have any timeouts. Like, it would have been – It was over. Yeah. Yeah, that one was over. This one was not like – that one was not like what we experienced when Al Michaels Look, was snoring. I'll take how totally good is different. that, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. take how Me good too. is that any day. All right, here we As go. As a matter of fact. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. How good is that? All right, Frank Franzi joins us now. Forget about well those. Well done. Forget about well those done, yeah. national you, you hacks. Get, 
Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what? Well done. You could do it. I'm going to sign you up for <laughs> the How's Good Is That team. So uh, how's everybody, boys? How are you all on this beautiful Monday? Everybody uh, good? We're doing great. We're doing great. You were out at uh, TPC Sawgrass, the stadium, the Players Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, we're actually not. We're at the Hate. Uh, oh, we're you're at, at Sawgrass. Sawgrass. You're at Sawgrass. Yeah, so we're across the street. We're at East West, which is a gorgeous golf course. Oh, yeah. We're here for the Hate, which is one of the great college uh, – Golf tournaments really in the country, as you know, Joe. Mm-hmm. They do a fantastic job here. John Haight has uh, sponsored this thing forever, and UNF hosted. And, I mean, three or four SEC teams and ACC teams are all here, and they do a fantastic job. So this is a magnificent tournament. We love coming out here. Uh, I was not able to make the media event because we, I was in Orlando for the concert over the weekend. So mm-hmm. got back uh, today, uh, just about an hour ago. And so, But we're here. We love being here. A, be- a little chilly, but a beautiful day here at, at Sawgrass. I can assure you, Joe. Now, I know you, you had to have loved Springsteen. Oh, my God. There's not enough words, bro. There's not enough words to talk about how good this one was. It was really? absolutely fantastic. One of the best. I've, you know, I've seen too many concerts for it to be the best ever anymore, but it was absolutely fantastic, Joe. A great show, and I'll talk all about that on the air today. And, by the way, it's Super Bowl week. Is uh, I mean, it's a – what kind of a Super Bowl week is it? Is it a normal one? Is it different for all of us because – because well, the Jags were knocking on the door. It's going to be one of our topics. Today. How do you guys feel about it? Normal Super, Super Bowl week or different well, for you? When we, when we cracked our mic last Monday, this team was basically eight days removed from their season being over. And right, so, that's right. Yeah, and so there's no question that everything that this fan base has been through, being that close, definitely made you feel a hell of a lot better that you got a chance to get to this week one day, get back to this week. Um, you know, after the AFC Championship game has been played. Look, I think the dream is real, Frank, that this is a, a Peyton Manning. We played a soundbite from him earlier uh, where he talked about Doug Peterson and, and Trevor, the combo. And it, I think the dream can now be, be in most people's minds as attainable. Yeah, no question. About it. It's going to be. You're right about that. So, but so we're going to decide about the tournament. What the, the Super Bowl? What is it going to? What will Jalen Hurts be as we move forward? I think that's one question. Um, we already know what we think Patrick Mahomes is going to be. So we'll talk a lot of Super Bowl. The River City Rumble. We'll look back at that. I was at the first round. Give UNF credit. They went out there and swept JU in a year that not people, not many people thought they could. We'll talk about that. So college hoops, Super Bowl, and a whole lot more, uh, folks. Coming up in just a bit. All right. Sounds good, Frank. Appreciate it. Thank the Francis you. Show, the Sawgrass. Rumble. That's old school, Sawgrass Country Club. Is that the Club. Valley Course over there? No, no, this is across the street. This is Sawgrass okay. Country Club, oh, wow, east-west, okay. okay. for the John Haight Invitational, which he said uh, invites a lot of college teams, UNF hosting, and definitely that's a tough track. Why is the players at TPC Sawgrass when they ultimately built that masterpiece over there? Because Sawgrass was too tough. It was really? way – oh, my gosh. The wind on that side, that close to the ocean – so much different. So much different. By the way, congrats to Matthew Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. were struggling Sweep, earlier in sweeping, the year. Sweeping the fins was now big. Now they've, they've turned a little bit. Yeah, which now is nice to see. To and after last year yeah. where the JU was supposed to be, like, you know, taking a huge step and going past UNF, mm-hmm. that now things are back to normal. Yeah, it, it's good. And getting – if you get in the top ten in the A-Sun, you get in the tournament, you got a chance, which is great. All right, we are done. Uh, we will say hello to me tomorrow. We'll say hello to Sirs again. Joe C., Maddie Hayes, JJ. You got the Francis Show coming up next.